It's six o'clock. I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines. Woman from Stevenage convicted for revenge pornography. Former Aylesbury student killed in the Shoreham air crash. And vaccinations for babies against meningitis B. BBC Three Counties Radio. A woman from Stevenage will become the first woman sentenced using new laws against revenge pornography today. Paige Mitchell has already pleaded guilty to revenge porn and actual bodily harm. Ben Nye has more. Mitchell was charged at the beginning of July after posting naked photographs of another woman onto her Facebook account. The legislation makes it a criminal offence to disclose private sexual photographs or films without the consent of anyone appearing in them. She's set to become the first woman to be convicted using the new laws, which were brought in in April. The family of a man from Buckinghamshire who was killed in the Shoreham air crash have thanked the public for their support. Richard Smith was on a cycle ride with his friend when the vintage jet crashed onto the A27. Catherine Boyle reports. 26-year-old Richard grew up in Buckinghamshire and attended Aylesbury Grammar School before his family moved to Hampshire in 2008. Richard set out from his home in Hove to meet his friend Dylan Archer for a bike ride into the South Downs, but tragically, they never arrived. In a statement, Richard's family have described him as lively, good-humoured and say his boundless enthusiasm was infectious. They say they appreciate the beautiful tributes to Richard and offers of help and support they've received from friends. All babies will be offered a vaccination against meningitis B from today. It's the first national and publicly funded programme against the infection in the world. Jane Wells is from the charity Meningitis Now. It's definitely going to save lives. I mean, unfortunately, it's not going to save every life. It's not eradicating the disease. It's not stopping all cases, of course, and people should still be very, very vigilant over signs and symptoms. But it's going to actually reduce the number of meningococcal B by a considerable amount. Lorries without safety equipment to protect cyclists and pedestrians will be banned from London's roads from today. Improvements include side guards to help prevent people being dragged under their wheels and better mirrors. Paul Neal, a lorry driver, says it's about raising awareness. It's a learning curve for drivers as well as cyclists and other road users, vulnerable road users, pedestrians too. We have to change how we perceive cyclists. Uh, There's more and more cyclists on the road, which is a good benefit for us because each cyclist potentially is one less car on the road. So it should help me getting around and uh, we just have to take into account their needs too and uh, treat them as such. In sport, it's football's transfer deadline day today. Watford must submit their final squad list, which can only feature 17 overseas players. This evening, Luton Town take on Leighton Orient in the Johnston Paints Trophy. The weather will be bright and breezy with scattered showers and the chance of thunder at times. Top temperatures around 18 degrees Celsius, 64 degrees Fahrenheit. You can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. I'm thinking about it, it's over
is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's be having you, you lazy lot! Get out of bed, for goodness sakes! Seven minutes past six already. So much has changed since we last spoke. I've got a dog, and I've had a gender realignment. What a weekend! What a weekend! You pull a face there, Catherine. Well, reassignment is the usual term. What have you done with your gender there? Yeah! <laughs> You've got a dog? Yes. What dog? I've had it at mine. Where? It's at home. What? What is it? It's a dog. It's a little thing with four legs and it yaps. That's what they do. I, I got a dog and there's not a thing you can do about it. Although if the um, legal owners find out where that dog's hidden, they can take it back. Morning, guys. Busy. Google tried to outsmart me with email I tried to send. It confused me. Anyway, busy week this week. I'm seeing the monkeys twice this week. Backstage passes at the Hammersmith Odeon. I'm bringing my youngest. He better not muff it up for me. Catherine's here. Morning. Yeah, what's up? 
Oh, I know loud. Kelly, great to have you back. Thanks, player. And who's that weird Asian-looking gentleman with the beard out there? Lee Agnew. <laughs> Dealey's in the house, dear listener. The A-team is back. And like the A-team, we run around firing guns, but nobody ever gets wounded. If you want to take part in the show, well, why don't you get a job at BBC Three Counties Radio and then try and suck... Um, up to me. That's how that phrase ended. I started that phrase and couldn't remember how to finish it without sounding obscene. I mean, really. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC we... Three Counties Radio. Can I just say for the record, there's no sucking on here. We let people on this show too easily and we're down the rabbit hole. The first hour of the show, it's like our private little gang. Um, and I don't want any new members in the first hour. No. don't want any new members. If you're listening and you're new, jog on. Yeah, you're not. Where have you been for the last, I don't flip in, no. Three three years I've been trotting out this tired old tat. So if you're new, it's like, oh, I'm going to listen to the Down the Rabbit Hole first show of the show. Out, out. You're not welcome. Where's your membership card? You haven't got one. Go. If your name's not down, you're not getting two pints of lager and a packet of crisps, please. That's simply not happening. That was an actual record, two pints of lager and a packet of crisps. Yeah, how did it go? Two pints of lager and a packet of crisps, please. I heard it at the weekend. Oh. I'd have two pints of lager and a packet. It was a genuine record. Mm. Almost up there with um, Nice Legs, Shame About the Face, and, of course, the classic Is Vic There. Do you remember that? Uh, I remember the middle one, but not the latter. You don't remember Is Vic There? No. How did that go? Is Vic There. <laughs> <laughs> That's how Is Vic There went. It was literally... And we used to live next door to a bloke called Vic. So my dad was, would be hilarious, and he'd go, I'm going to phone up next door and go, is Vic there? And we were wetting ourselves! My sister's called Vic. How did I not know about this song? You didn't know is Vic there? No. Is Vic there is up there with um, a da-da-da by Trio. Do you oh, remember that? Yeah, a da-da-da. Dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. Department S, mm-hmm. is Vic there, right? It was a classic... Um, this don't oh. got this don't got no swears or racism, does it? It's from 1981! They didn't have swears and racism! Well, hang on a minute. Really. This is a classic. Starts off. Sounds like Blue Oyster Cult. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be cool. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, Department S is Vic there. Here we go. Department S. And is Vic there? In a second, you're going to hear the See. lyrics from Department S's song. Is Vic there? Good. The night is young, the mood is mellow, and there's music in my ears. Yeah, not in this song, though, it may. It's Vic there. Oh! It's Vic there. I'm having this. It's good, isn't it? I hear ringing in the air, so I answer the phone. A voice comes over clear. Say, it's Vic there. I'll tell you what, we'll have that, we'll that as the next record, because that's good, that, isn't it? Yeah. It's Vic there. So. Is he? We will find out. Or she. Stay tuned. There's Victor. I used to talk about Vic at school and people used to assume that um, my sister was an old man. Ah, <laughs> I've met her and she um, is a lady. Although I've not got the test back from the laboratory, so I cannot be 100% conclusive. <laughs> now, 03459 A woman from Stevenage became the first female convicted for revenge porn 
uh, will become the first female convicted for revenge porn later today. Paige Mitchell pleaded guilty to posting photographs of another woman as well as actual bodily harm. Uh, Catherine, what can you tell us about this? Well, Paige was charged at the beginning of July after posting photographs of another woman onto her Facebook account. Now, she's set to become the first woman convicted using a new law to stop revenge porn, which was brought in in April. The law makes it a criminal offence to disclose private sexual photographs or films without the consent of the person who appears in them. Now, someone convicted of this could face up to two years in prison and receive a fine. Before this law, there were other ways to prosecute, but it was much more convoluted. Uh, now, you, you've told us what revenge porn is. It, it, it's, it's primarily, um, I would imagine, men... No, men doing this to women. Yeah, and, you know, usually the, the victims are women, overwhelmingly so, uh, but not exclusively. Uh, in a recent investigation by the Press Association, there was only one male to every eight female complainants to the police. So the men are getting put up there, but... Um, <coughs> Not so much as the women. Stop it! <laughs> These photos are often taken by former partners and then either shared on social media or used to blackmail them. 14 police forces were examined in the investigation, including Hertfordshire, with cases including a man in his 40s cautioned for harassment after sending naked photos of his former girlfriend to her boss. Oy. And a teenage boy accused of blackmailing his former girlfriend by oh, threatening dear. to publish nude pictures of her online. Uh, this new law, how effective has it been in stopping this? Well, according to an investigation by the Press Association earlier on this year, it showed that more people were being charged after this change in the law in April. And that's something the Crown Prosecution Service seems to be backing up to. Um, the Director of Public Prosecution, Alison Saunders, has said that whilst it's too early to tell what effect this new law is having on prosecutions, anecdotally they're seeing more cases brought to them by police, so that's a good sign. However, campaigners are critical of the legislation, saying it doesn't go far enough. Uh, for example, the law doesn't cover fake photographs where someone might Photoshop your face onto somebody else's body oh. and pass it off as real, which can still cause the same harm that a real photo might. And whilst there's been an increase in convictions, they're also concerned that the punishments are too lenient. OK, 03459 455 555. Dealey's back, um, and already there is a certain air of uh, plumage. <laughs> plumage. Plumage and plumage. He's, plumitude. He has... He's lent 10 quid to a bloke who doesn't even... who thinks he's called Adrian. Adrian we'll, we'll discuss this in a bit. Let's get the trap first. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Looking at the motorways, there are no delays at the moment, but on the M1 between Junction 12 for Flittick and 11 for Dunstable, there's a lane closed in both directions while the roadworks go on, so that might cause some delays. In Hartford on North Road, there's temporary traffic lights at Brownfield Road, and the A40 in High Wycombe has roadworks at the junction for Chorley Road, so that could cause some queues too, but it's very quiet at the moment. On the trains, though, the 6.13 service from Milton Keynes Central to London Euston has been cancelled. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Sammy. <sighs> Where are we? 6.15, Monday the... F oh, yeah, yeah, it's the 1st of September. We're nearly Christmas. That's the summer over. Hope you had fun, guys. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A woman from Stevenage will today become the first woman to be sentenced for posting revenge pornography online. Tributes have been paid to a former Aylesbury Grammar School student who died in the Shoreham air crash. And all babies will be offered a vaccination against meningitis B from today. Do you want one, little baby? Would you like vaccination? Every weekday morning. One partially closed and the others didn't operate at all. I have contacted other companies who do it professionally and they said it should have been anchored down. The JVS Show. It was looked over by the garage and they told me to not move the vehicle anywhere. It's a complete death trap. The JVS Show fights for your rights and tackles 
tackles your consumer problems. I'm getting nowhere. I've tried on numerous occasions to talk to the manager of this company. If you need our help, email jvsshow at bbc.co.uk. So they said, we're going to contact the customer, we're going to have a chat, and we're going to make a, a gesture to that customer. And we could do the same for you. Without your programme, I don't know what you'd do in the morning. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, Department S, and their hit is Vic There. That's a great name for a band, by the way, Department S. to us and my dad would say when this was on top of the pops got to number 22 so it's probably only on once probably only happened once yeah i'm gonna phone up vic next door and go is vic there here we go guys here we go this is this is the phone in for this morning Ooh. Ooh, the... thanks guys uh, um, jokes your parents or grandparents used to make whilst watching Top of the Pops. 03459 My granddad, God bless his soul, uh, Granddad Bill, and I never saw it. He was, he was like me. He was very lanky and gangly. Um, apparently did a mean Mick Jagger impression in the 1960s. <laughs> he would do the dance, you know, do that and the lips. <laughs> and and I, I've, I've only ever seen my mum do impressions of my granddad doing impressions of Mick Jagger. Two, two phone-ins. Things your parents or grandparents said whilst watching Top of the Pops or listening to the Top 40 Countdown and impressions you've... Uh, impressions you've only seen of people doing impressions of someone else doing an impression. It's a bit tricky to get your head around that, but... 
During the 1980s, when men dressed like women and put earrings in and that, yeah. my dad would always say, and this is, this is my dad back then, I'd like to tell you he's reformed. He's not really. No. He would say, man with an earring is either a puff or a pirate, and you don't see many pirates around here. <laughs> there used to be an ear, didn't there? What was the gay ear? I don't know. By the way, it used guys, to shift according to you taking the mickey out If of. you want to start a band, gay ear is a great name for a band. <laughs> you can have that. You can have that. The, I, I, um, I read a brilliant book when I was away on holiday by Mark Ellen, who is... Um, He's a DJ and he's, he used to write for Melody Maker and Smash Hits and... and uh, no, Enemy, not Melody Maker, apologies. And he was saying about how his dad wouldn't like it. His dad used to really hate the kinks and all of the bands that he was into. And then one day he came home and went to put on a Frank Zappa record, like it's about 1971, on the gramophone. And his dad went, yeah, sorry, son, you uh, can't let you play your Frank Zappa. He said, why is that? He said, well, it's going to ruin the needle. <laughs> Beautiful. He says low quality recording, it'll ruin the needle. You can only play classical on this. <laughs> so, uh, um, things your parents or grandparents said whilst watching Top of the Pops or listening to that infernal music you used to play and impressions you've only ever seen when it's an Im- someone else doing an impression of someone else doing an impression of someone else. 03459 555 I tell you what, let's do an impression of someone else. It'll be weird doing an impression of yourself. And then we'll, we'll, we'll see how close it is to the original. So, Kelly Betts, let's hear your J-Dog impression, please. All right, geezer boss, how's it going? Very nice. Uh, Catherine, your J-Dog impression, please. Well, I mean, let's not kill the buzz around here. Let's keep, let's keep it vibing. My impression of the J-Dog. All right, geez, yeah, I'll lend you ten quid, even though I don't know who you are. <laughs> this one's from 1971. It's the Rolling Stones, brown sugar. Uh, and let's hear uh, Justin Dealey doing an impression of J-Dog. And a very good morning to you, boss. How are you today, princess? Kelly Betts, you're the winner! <laughs> Justin, Thanks, you ca- Justin, you came third in that. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's great to have you back. It's been three weeks since yeah. the A-team has been together. And boy, oh boy, the force is strong with this one. Yeah, vibe strong, yeah. Well, thanks for calling, Justin. Bye. <laughs> it, you lent. Now, listen. Tell it. We'll, we'll do the Yarnswood story in a second. Mm. But you, um, you, you, um, um, well, uh, you lent uh, a complete stranger ten quid, and well, you naively expect that person mm. to turn up at work today and give it back. He, he's not really a stranger. He's somebody who who works in Dunstable on the streets. Uh, he's a, a very, very good street cleaner, actually. Uh, but he thinks my name is Adrian, and his left goes, his mouth goes left to right. So he goes, "Oh, Adrian, how you doing?" He sounds a bit like. Adrian. Now, he's thought from day one, my name is Adrian. My name is not Adrian. What is your name again? It's Justin. My my name is Justin or the J-Dog. So yesterday I walked out of the building. It was absolutely chucking it down with rain. He said to me, Adrian, Adrian. I said, yes, sir. He said, I've got no money. Yes, sir. (laughs) He said, I need some money. Look look at the rain. I said, what's going on? He said, I've left my money at home. I can't get a bus. I said, well, I've only got £10 on me. Take the note. He said, oh, Adrian, thank you so much. I'll drop it back in tomorrow to freak out is I'll just ask for Adrian shall wow. I I said no no <laughs> ask ask for Justin or the J-Dog and yet no worries Adrian I was like oh for goodness sake so uh, will he turn up with that no. £10 uh, somebody could be turning up at our door today saying I've got £10 for Adrian and they'll probably say no he doesn't work here that geezer is never going to turn up and you'll see him outside oh no sorry Adrian I forgot I'll put <laughs> definitely tomorrow that's going to be going on for the next year quite possibly quite possibly but so, you know I, I live in hope you know yesterday he was 
in a bad, bad way, and I had a note in my pocket. I said, there you go. No. Take the money. Go you... and get yourself a nice bus home. Enjoy the pants on the bus. None. Is there such a thing as a nice bus? I've heard of the night bus, but not the nice bus. Just, can you take it to the streets? Mm. Asking take... if, you were, if you were a Muppet for, for giving a tenner to a stranger. With pleasure and delight. Yeah, with pleasure and indeed uh, delight. 03459 455 555. Right. Three weeks ago, the Chief Inspector of Prisons described Yarlswood as a place of national concern. Next week, Bedford Borough Council's Scrutiny Committee will visit the prison to see if any progress has been made. But we'll be catching up with one of the detainees this morning to see whether she's noticed any changes since she last spoke to Justin. Um, yeah, this happened when I was off. A conversation, it was with Juliet, wasn't it, Justin? Made quite an impression. Yeah, absolutely. She's, uh, she's from Uganda. She spoke to us live from inside Yarlswood. Now, she came here to study. Her visa has now run out, and she explained how she was victimised back home. Uh, she was beaten for, for being a lesbian. Uh, it sounded absolutely horrendous. I had a lot of sympathy on the day. Sadly, other people who phoned in on the day thought her story didn't really add up and they had no sympathy so I found that day quite tough actually I just thought here is somebody who's in a, a terrible way she needs help and other people on the day well they just didn't believe her story uh, re- re- what did the report say well uh, this is the report from Her Majesty's Inspector of Prisons and it wasn't very complimentary at all in fact it suggested that conditions at Yarlswood were actually worse than when they were inspected two years ago after his inspection the Chief Prisons Inspector Nick Harbwick said that it showed that women waiting for a decision about their immigration status should only be detained as a last resort and outline what he wanted to see changed first of all I think there need to be time limits on the length of time that people can be held in Yardsburg. These aren't, women aren't there because they've broken a law and a court has sent them there. They're detained on the say so of a civil servant. We think that I think there should be time limits to that. And then secondly, I think there need to be much stricter rules to make sure that the most vulnerable women aren't detained. And the managers responsible for that process need to be held accountable for making sure that happens. So the words there of Nick, uh, one group of women who fall into that vulnerable category is pregnant women. The inspectors found that 99 women detained in Yarlswood. Uh, that's despite the Home Office policy of only detaining pregnant women in exceptional circumstances. Uh, and what did the Home Office have to say in response to the report? Well, a spokesperson said that a number of the findings in this report are extremely disappointing. Working with our partners, we want to make sure standards in the centre improve, especially regarding the provision and delivery of health care. We are committed to treating all detainees with dignity and respect. So that's briefly what uh, they had to say in their statements. Uh, and I'm speaking to Juliet. Um, I-, I missed all of this, so just give us a little bit of a background to Juliet. Yeah, I mean, again, Juliet's story, absolutely fascinating. Um, she'll be talking to you, hopefully, uh, live from inside Yarlswood later. She's uh, from Uganda, uh, seeking asylum because she fears for her life if she returns home. She's been in Yarlswood now for, for nearly six months or so, and she's still waiting to find out what is going to happen to her. Now, she says that she hasn't seen much change since the report three weeks ago, but she says the atmosphere has been tense. It's um, certainly a fascinating story, and as I said to you before, Ian, I've got every sympathy for her and her case. Daily, it's good to have you back. This song's going to make us late for the Trav, but do you know what? I don't care. Say, so he 
Dress smart, act smart. Gay ear update, guys. Apparently, the right ear is the gay ear. playing with their private parts this morning whilst talking to me. Suck my kiss. Morning! Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. What did your parents or grandparents say when your favourite bands came on top of the pops? I'm guessing if you're of a certain age, there was a lot of confusion, excitement. This is the this is the order that um, uh, uh, dads would have reacted to Boy George in the 80s: excitement, arousal, confusion, disappointment, and jokes. That's pretty much. I think that's the. Uh, you missed out shame. And, <laughs> and the shame. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. It's BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M1 in both directions between Junction 12 for Flittick and 11 for Dunstable, there's roadworks with the lane closed each way, but it's moving fine at the moment. Expect some delays there later on, though. In Hitchin on Fish Ponds Road, that's closed between Bedford Road and Burton Avenue in both directions. And in Chalfont St Peter on the A413 on Amersham Road, at the junction from Mistbourne Avenue, there's roadworks there, which could also cause some queues. And the A14 High Wycombe has roadworks at the junction for Chorley Road. On the train to 635, service from Milton Key Central to London Euston has been cancelled. Samantha the Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past six. I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, a woman from Stevenage will become the first woman sentenced using new laws against revenge pornography today. Paige Mitchell has already admitted posting pictures of another woman on her Facebook account. The family of a man from Buckinghamshire who was killed in the Shoreham air crash have thanked the public for their support. 26-year-old Richard Smith, who attended Aylesbury Grammar School, was on a cycle ride with his friend. And all babies will be offered a vaccination against meningitis B from today. It's the first national and publicly funded programme against the infection in the world. The weather will be bright and breezy with scattered showers with the chance of thunder at times. Top temperatures around 18 degrees Celsius at 64 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
It's football's transfer deadline day today, so there's likely to be movement at Watford, MK Dons, Luton, Wickham and Stevenage. Watford must submit their final squad list, which can only feature 17 overseas players. Here's the Hornets head coach, Kike Flores. Okay, at the moment we are adapting to the category and we are adapting the system, the players, but the players are happy with working with uh, this idea, we just meet where we want and I think we want the respect of the, of the opponents, it's very important. Luton Town take on Leighton Orient tonight in the Johnston Paints Trophy. Hatter's boss John Steele is set to make further changes to the team following Saturday's home defeat against Portsmouth. We have loads of strength and energy and power um, and we need to get that to the fore. And to be fair, it showed the other day, we're getting better and uh, we're capable of putting a good run together, so we'll keep working. In non-league football yesterday, Boreham Wood were beaten 2-1 by Dover in the National League. In the South Division, St Albans drew 2 all with Hemel Hempstead and Bishop Stortford were beaten 3-1 at Wildstone. England's cricketers beat Australia by five runs in their 2020 match in Cardiff. England made 182 with Australia just falling short. Serena Williams is through to the second round of the US Open tennis in New York. She says completing the season Grand Slam at Flushing Meadows would be extra special. If it were in a different country I think I would still love it but it's not the same as being you know an American playing in New York and playing for that ultimate goal but it's really fun and I'm enjoying I'm literally enjoying the moment. And Andy Murray gets his campaign underway tonight when he takes on the Australian Nick Kyrgios. BBC Three Counties News and Sport more at seven o'clock. Oh, I've got a great phone in. It's just come to me. It's just come to me. Ladies and gentlemen, ever fall in love with a dead person? I did at the weekend. I did at the weekend.
It sounds like it's ending. It's not. There's loads more of this to go. Another minute. the two minutes of this. We'll fade it out, though, because there's literally another three weeks of that. I'm just going to fade it out gently there. So, it sounds macabre. Mm. It sounds a little bit sombre. It's not... It's a genuine question. Have you ever fallen in love with a dead person? I did at the weekend. I felt it was... It wasn't a Pictures of Lily moment, um, which is about them falling in lust with a dead person. I, um... Uh, started watching, uh, started watching some Carpenters. I had the afternoon free on, I don't know, one one of the days. Let's just say Saturday, don't matter. And I thought, well, I'm going to on YouTube. There was loads of Carpenters concerts. And I thought I've never, despite having sat three feet away from the Carpenters, yes. Um, and I found a clip of that. It was cool. Um, I'd never seen the Carpenters live, so I'm going to watch some Carpenters. I had it all lined up. I'm going to watch hours of the Carpenters. And I started with Carpenters live at the BBC. I think it's 1971 in concert. I had to stop her for half an hour because I was I was falling hopelessly in love with Richard, with Karen Carpenter. I mean, probably stood equal chance, but I fell completely in love with, and it wasn't lost. I just, just thought, oh, she's a she's beautiful. She and when nineteen seventy one, she was stunning, and she was a you know beautiful young woman, busy mouth, long face, long face, busy mouth, too many teeth, mm-hmm. um, and I just thought, oh, oh my darling, you are so vulnerable. I want to take advantage. No, I didn't. I just, I just, I, I, I felt, I fell head over heels in love with her. My, it was weird because my wife was in the room, and I was, it, I felt like I was cheating emotionally on my wife. I had to stop. I had to stop watching, watching the Carpenters live because I'd fallen in love with Karen Carpenter. Yeah. Ever fallen in love with a dead man? Twice recently. Who? George Harrison. Oh. Dennis Wilson. Oh. I mean, both of them. I think I could take care of. Oh. In a very real sense. Dennis Wilson was very. Kelly, ever fallen in love with a dead man? No, mate. Okay. Carly, never fallen in love with a dead woman? No. Or man? I don't know. Don't think so. You don't? Ah, it's gone from a definite no to a I don't think so. So there's a possibility. I've only just woken up. What about? (laughs) Okay, we'll have a little think about this. Marilyn Monroe. No, definitely not. Really? Not love, not love with Marilyn Monroe. Lust. Love. Let's play love or lust. No, not even love. We're gonna. Tell you, we're gonna. Excuse me. No. She's not your flavour. No. Tell you, we're gonna not. play. Colin, we're gonna play um, a quick round of a love or lust. Okay. Well, uh, I haven't got love. Uh, oh, mate, what's well, wrong? I rang you up. Have you been to see well, the doctors? No. What, what the hospital? I rang you up is to remind how long, how, you in Colin, case you don't Colin, know. How long, have, Colin? How long have you, um, Colin? How long have you got? What, we're talking, talking months, weeks, what is it? Not like that, you idiot. Minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> two of your... If you don't hurry monkeys, up, I'm going to finish you off. Listen, two of your monkeys are on the BBC breakfast. Yeah, I know, the, the uh, monkeys, the monkeys are on... To, guess what the... OK, so the monkeys, right, they're playing... They're I playing just this. wanted to remind you. The monkeys today, right, bearing in mind they're my favourite group. Yeah, they're I know. They're on Simon Mayo on Radio 2. They're on BBC Berkshire. 
They're on BBC Essex and a load of other pony BBC stations. But Where are, are they this morning? Let me tell you something. Yeah. When you were off, they sent a press release round saying, monkeys are coming, do you fancy an interview? The monkeys is So coming. I said, yeah. yeah. And they said, he's already spoken to them, we'll see what we've got left. And I thought, well, why did you ask me then? You cheeky... Anyway, don't matter, we've we got Glenn Tilbrook coming on tomorrow's show. Anyway, they're on the Hello? sofa Hello? at 8.50. What, at your house? That's weird. You uh, better let them go, mate. Colin, at 8.50, he's a bit busy. Yes. Thank you. Uh, is your Glenn Tilbrook story that he took the concert outside? Who, mine? Yeah. Yeah, but you've said it in a rubbish way. I, well, no, just... that's pretty much it. <laughs> Glenn Tilbrook's on the show tomorrow, guys, from Squeeze, 8.30. And this week... But he took the whole of all of us, the crowd... Yeah. You know, he un- let them play... Yeah, I remember you told went me. Went from electric like, to unplugged. You told me, yeah, you it remember it nice now. Day. He's on the show tomorrow. You can, why don't you talk to him? Off air, <laughs> not on my time. And then we've got another, we've got one of the biggest rock stars of the 1960s on the show this week. And I'm not saying who. I'm not saying I'm who. I'm just thinking who's left. It's, uh, and it's not on the list. Uh, I'll tell you. Uh, mm. Yeah, you see. There you oh, go, you see. One of the biggest. So, more hit singles than the Beatles, anybody? Yeah. More hit singles than the Beatles? And from, oh. And from a proper place. <laughs> Don't be such a plumage. Um, it's true. What? Uh, well, uh, okay. Uh, love or lust? Always. What? Well, um, no. Let's play love or lust. Go. Oh, hang on, let's Sonia. Oh, oh, come on. Lust. Um, okay. Um, the um, the Pasadenas. Oh, that's going to be lust all the way, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, do one for Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. Mm, mm. I'm just thinking what, what my, your vibe might be. Um, Can I just try something? Can I throw one? Rod, Rod Stewart. <laughs> Rod Stewart. Love or lust? Uh, what if it's neither? It's got to be You've one or the other. You've got to choose one. Oh. It's got to be oh, one. Really? You've got to sleep with them or marry them. You have to feign one. Lust, then. Oh, oh. you do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Over Dirty. and done uh, I'll pretend he's worse or gummage. All right, here's one. Jagger. Lust. All right, here's one for you. Ian Brown of the Stone Roses. Oh, no. No, you've got to do I one. I wouldn't have to do out with him, would you, I? He'd be asleep. You've got to do one or the other. Mm. You have to wake him up. Oh, I couldn't love him. <laughs> <laughs> no, after he made me watch that flipping awful film over the weekend. He said he was excellent. It what, was rubbish. I don't think this? he even saw it. What film? Northern Soul. <clears throat> oh, God. Was it rubbish? Because yeah, I've heard good what, things. It, I was going to download that legally. No, you don't need to download it. I bought it for your birthday, but you uh, probably haven't even unwrapped no, it. No, you gave me the book. I think I gave you the DVD. No, mate. Well. You, no, you didn't, mate. Oh, well. You didn't. You're you, welcome because it was rubbish. You gave me the book, not the DVD. Mm. You didn't I give me. I gave you both. No, mate, you didn't. So you owe me a. a All good right, well, that was what I was prepping for Christmas, but you're not going to get it now, and you that's owe, my gift to you. You owe me a good DVD. Giving you a good DVD today. You, that, that doesn't count because that wasn't part of the deal. Oh. Share. Sorry? Well, no, okay, we can share it. You can have it. Ah, you can have it. Because I've seen it. You mean the pop singer? Anyway, Ian yes. Brown. Ah. Could prob- okay. I could probably manage a bit of lust. Okay, share now. Share breaks down into categories. Okay, literally, oh, yeah. literally she's so plastic. 60- OFS, old-fashioned share. Sixty share, OFS, love. Eighty share, lust. Modern share. It, ba- you know, bath chair. No. <laughs> modern share. Do you know what lust? I think she's probably a hoot. What's that euphemism for? Horny. Old, Orange. over the top, old, tramp. 
Gypsies, tramps, and thieves. I think she'd be a whole lot of fun. Yeah, she'd be great. She gets tweeted yesterday. Someone retweeted her. She tweets a lot and she spells it wrong. That puts me off a bit. She just tweeted, What's going on with my career? (laughs) 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 It's doing all right, Cher. It's doing all right. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's starting to get busier on the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 16 for the M40 and 15 for the M4 at the Thorny Interchange. On the North Orbital Road, it's slow at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. And in Aylesbury on the A41, there's roadworks at Gatehouseway, so expect some delays there. And in Stevenage, it's looking quiet at the moment, but on Hitchin Road, there's a lane closed for water mains works between Gunnarswood Road and the Corey's Mill Lane at Lister Hospital roundabout. And looking at the train departure boards, the 705 train from Watford Junction to London Euston has been cancelled. Smart the Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much, Sammy. 6.45, Monday the 1st of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A woman from Stevenage will today become the first woman to be sentenced for posting revenge pornography online. Tributes have been paid to a former Aylesbury Grammar School student who died in the Shoreham air crash and all babies will be offered a vaccination against meningitis B from today. Do you want my little baby? This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Dash, dash, easy pass. I'm gonna ride that tunnel to the baby's head. You keep it locked down. Throw away the key. My second home is known as New York City. New York City. New York City. New York City. Just remembered, we got to do weather. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Who's on the weather today? Ian, good morning. It's Alina. Alina, I I can only apologise. I've got got a new toy in the studio which allows me to play anything I want and uh, and, uh, I've I've gone nuts. I apologise. I'm going to sit back and we're going to enjoy the weather, Alina. Away you go. Not at all. Not at all. I mean, it is is an improving day, actually, so it's it's a better story. Excellent. Um, a A few showers around, though, particularly in the short term, and some of those are likely to be on the sharp side. As they clear from about 9 or 10 o'clock, then the emphasis becomes on, on a mainly dry day, but there will be still a few showers around, and again, if you catch one, likely to be heavy. Quite a bit of cloud around, but where we do get some sunshine, that will help temperatures up to around 19 Celsius, but we've got quite a brisk northerly wind, so it's always going to temper things somewhat. A few spells of sunshine to end the day, then the night will be mainly dry, one or two showers passing through from time to time, but few and far between. Mixture of variable cloud and clear spells, temperatures in town falling down to 11 Celsius, but more rural spots could see lows of 6 or 7 so it's a cool start to Wednesday, but it's a bright one. Some spells of sunshine. Again, quite large amounts of cloud through the day. Could bring a few showers, but the emphasis on a mainly dry day with highs of 17 or 18 Celsius. Once again, the brisk northerly wind just taking the edge off things at times. It's a fairly quiet end of the week. Mainly dry, although often cloudy for Thursday and Friday. And it will feel a bit cooler both by day and by night. And I'll let you go back to your, to your jazzy jingles and things again. Thank you very much indeed. It's what we're famous for, our jazzy jingles. Oh, bum. Oh, I've done something now. Here we go. Lockdown. Throw away the key. My second home is known as New York City. Jump in play, trailing behind me. I jumped the turnstile, you had to pay the fee. Meet me down on Orchard Street. Collecting dirty looks from the hot mummies. I sell the streets of Soho. Yo, ho, ho. Give me the booty. You can smoke my trees. Y'all got hoy, it's a nipple season. Got a in the rugs. What's going on there? What's going on now? It's all stopped. Oh, let's try it in a minute. Why is that going on there? Hang on, let's try it. Let me try this. 
What? My computer's broken. Listen to this. Hang on a minute. Yeah. A doctor who posed by a woman's genitals as she gave birth... Sorry? ...was sacked in Malaysia after the snap became a Facebook hit. Her snap became a Facebook hit? <laughs> oh, my God. neck. Wowzers. I mean, wow. How many likes did it get? How many thumbs up did loads it get? Loads of thumbs up. Did it have loads of thumbs up? Yeah. Wow. I mean, she was having a baby. What would you call that? I'd um, call that a Velfi. <laughs> <laughs> Let's try this.
come on, it's the Jayhawks. If I ever did a music show on this station, <clears throat> then uh, it would, I'd just play Jayhawks albums all the way through. So I've got an idea for a music show, okay? This is, and I'm going to pitch this to the boss, right? Um, uh, uh, £20, you get £20 budget a week, and all the, you have to buy the music for 20 quid. You have to go to like charity shops and record shops and stuff and you've got 20 quid and you have to buy it and that's where the okay. music comes from. That's a great idea. The thing it's is, a good idea, isn't it? Yeah. Right. We've rinsed out the charity shops around here, haven't we? No. Because the, this, this is the thing. The charity shops always have a secret stash backstage. What do they call it backstage? Out the back. <laughs> In the stock room. In the stock room. They have a secret stash. And so they just put... Because the one around the corner that Colin works in... I got. I managed to, to go in uh, Colin's back entrance. Did you? Yeah. He's I, never invited me in there. Colin said, do you want to come round the back? And I said, oh, of course I do. And I, I went round the back. It was a really tight squeeze, a tiny little crack. Mm. And I went round the back. Um, and while I was there, I, I saw loads of good records. Because, can I say, Dunstable, very cliff-heavy. Cliff, Val Dunican. Well, um, they're waiting the outcome, aren't they? Well... I don't know. Someone's had a proper clear out, and Cliff, it would seem, is out of favour. There's there's always a lot of Cliff in charity shops. Uh, always because of his target audience, I guess. Has Cliff ever recorded an album called Cliff Face? And it's his face <laughs> on Mount Rushmore. Cliffhanger. Has Cliff ever recorded a, an album called Cliffhanger? And it's or is Cliff in the seventies? Did, did he release um, a, 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 an actual cliffhanger? And it was a coat hanger with his face on, and oh, you he, could hang your coat on. We need to write this stuff down. Um, uh, what was the other one you just said? Clifft off. I bet he is. He's, he is with us. Um, your uh, Cliff Richard Puns, please. You cliffed me up. Sir? You cliffed me up. That's a little... He's got a cliff palette. Oh. No? No? No. Good. no. Um, your Cliff Puns, please. Uh... 0345... Scott didn't like that song. 03459 455 555, Justin. On the edge with Cliff. That doesn't make... Any no, no on, on the edge of a cliff. On the edge with Cliff. cliff. Songs which are a little bit edgy. He did do Wuthering Heights, didn't he? Because of Heathcliff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, didn't, he didn't do it because of Heathcliff. Yeah, he did. Of course he did. My mum went to see and that show, and the, he was on it all the time. By the way, Dilly, mm. when I was away, yeah, yeah, were you rude <laughs> about? Cl were you rude about Cliff Richard? on this show. No, no. We weren't rude, were we? Right, OK. Let, let me just uh, go through the facts here. I deal in fact, not fiction. That we know I, that, I know, yes. OK. I, I was expressing um, my story about uh, the fact I shared a lobster with Cliff Richard a few months ago. Right. And uh, your producer, who looks all innocent, she was the one knocking Cliff, not me, boss. Wasn't knocking him. I just said, I wonder if you can find someone who likes Cliff and is under 60. We found about three. Uh, yeah, yeah, if that. <laughs> okay, so and then that got put on a forum and turned yeah. into we hate Cliff. Okay, We're probably oh, going to make some sort of attempt wow. on his life at some Here point, we and well, we hate everyone who likes we Cliff. Never said that. Well, can I just no. say this? Lynn Crawley on the twenty second of August posted a little comment on the Facebook page. When I'm like sure this. it was really reasonable because Cliff fans are, aren't they? Absolutely <laughs> disgusted by BBC Three for allowing this, and I've never seen this phrase used. Young upstart. <laughs> she from a cartoon. I'll take that. Oh this young upstart to make such a rude comment about Cliff fans being in their dotage to listen to him. Mm. It was me that said that, actually. I am 59. Boom. <laughs> so we got four. And certainly... <laughs> And certainly not in my dotage. I've been a huge fan since I was six years old. Will he have the staying power? I think not. And then here comes the, uh, the sucker punch. 
no more BBC for me. Oh. So <laughs> Lynn will no longer watch, listen to, have anything to do with the BBC because of you suckers. We can't oh. afford to lose people like what, Lynn. What if Cliff's on? Oh. She'll be all over it. Yeah, yeah. It's a good luck story anyway. Yeah. I've replied... You're not going to watch or listen to the BBC because someone said Cliff fans were old. On the basis of that, I'd have added the word sad as well. Boom. Boom. Justin. Yes, boss. You've taken the, the fact that you lent, you lent in inverted commas, I say give. Gave. Give. 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 You gave a tenner to a stranger. You ain't never going to see that back. Yeah. I think you're a numpty. Uh, you've taken it to the streets, Justin. What's yeah. been uh, the reaction out there? Well, it was pouring down the rain, and I thought, you know what? As a good human being with a big, <coughs> booming heart, oh. I That's thought I would lend somebody the money to get themselves a bus home because they'd forgotten their cash. You think I'm a muppet. I've taken this one to the streets. Yeah. Here's what the streets had to say. Sir, nice hat, nice beard. Okay. Uh, would you lend somebody £10 that, that you kind of knew to get a bus if it was pouring down with rain. Would you do that? I would, yeah. I did the same. And the guys back in the studio think that I'm a Muppet. How would you respond to that? Well, I wouldn't lend it, lend it to them again if I didn't get it back, so I could afford to lose a tenner. I'm not going to fall out over sign over a tenner. If you didn't get it back, would you send the boys round? No, not for a tenner, no. For 20? No. 30? No. When would you send the boys round? I wouldn't lend that much money to somebody to have to send somebody round for it. Rob, how's it hanging? Not too bad. Excellent. Rob, if you kind of knew somebody yeah. and it was chucking it down with rain and they said, look, I'm desperate to get a bus home, I need some money, would you lend the cheddar? Um, all depends on what circumstances they're in. If it's badly raining, then maybe, yeah, if I had money, then yeah. perhaps I would help that person out. So if it was chucking it down, you would do? What if there was a rainbow in the sky and there was sun one minute and rain the next, so it was kind of intermittent? Bit of both. Yeah. Uh, I'd still help them out. Remember, so sort of like public, like you know. Yeah. You're a good guy. Yeah, thank you very Thanks, much. Thanks, mate. So many questions, so mm. little time. Mm. The cheddar. Mm. Just a straight turn, mate. It's a straight but, turn. But what does it mean? Oh, hang on a second. Hang on. How long you got here, boss? Well, less minus ten seconds. Go oh. on. You can have, have what you want. Oh, sir. Thanks very much. That's all right. Thanks. Thank you. You just turned up with the money. Thank you You're very much. joking. <laughs> no. <laughs> Did that just happen live on air? Yeah. <laughs> he just turned up with a ten pounds. Hey, get hold on, on, boss. Oh, boss, hold on, hold on. Sir, what, what, what do you think my name is? Adrian. <laughs> uh, Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for the A41 in Watford, it's starting to look very busy on the speed sensors. The A1 southbound is queued from the Holly Inn approaching the Stirling Corner at Barlin, Bar Barnet Lane and then Chalfont St Peter on the A413 Amersham Road. There's roadworks at the junction from Mistbourne Avenue which could cause some delays. On the train to Patchwards at the moment there are no major delays showing up so far. Smart the breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, we couldn't have um, worked out any better if we planned it. How wonderful. <laughs> oh, three, four, four. Oh, Dealey, could you take ever fallen in love with a dead person to the streets, please? Be, be gentle, be gentle. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's seven o'clock, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, woman from Stevenage convicted for revenge pornography, former Aylesbury student killed in the Shoreham air crash, and vaccinations for babies against meningitis B. BBC Three Counties Radio. A woman from Stevenage will become the first woman sentenced using new laws against revenge pornography today. Paige Mitchell has already pleaded guilty to revenge porn and actual bodily harm. Ben Nye reports. Mitchell was charged at the beginning of July after posting naked photographs of another woman onto her Facebook account. The legislation makes it a criminal offence to disclose private sexual photographs or films without the consent of anyone appearing in them. She's set to become the first woman to be convicted using the new laws, which were brought in in April. The family of a man from Buckinghamshire who was killed in the Shoreham air crash have thanked the public for their support. Richard Smith attended Aylesbury Grammar School before his family moved to Hampshire in 2008. He was on a cycle ride with his friend when the vintage jet crashed onto the A27. Our reporter Paul Sortel has been reading a statement from Richard's family. Richard was a lively, good-humoured 26-year-old. His passions in life were for his family, friends and his beloved bikes. His boundless enthusiasm was infectious. He was a truly wonderful, caring and loving person. And he leaves behind his partner, Victoria, his parents and two much-loved brothers, William and Edward. He'll also be sorely missed by all who knew him. All babies will be offered a vaccination against meningitis B from today. It's the first national and publicly funded programme against the infection in the world. Jane Wells is from the charity Meningitis Now. It's definitely going to save lives. I mean, unfortunately, it's not going to save every life. It's not eradicating the disease. It's not stopping all cases, of course, and people should still be very, very vigilant over signs and symptoms, but it's going to actually reduce the number of meningococcal B by a considerable amount. New regulations for lorries are coming into force as part of a scheme to reduce the number of cyclists who are killed or injured in London. Drivers who refuse to follow the rules could be fined up to £1,000. Transport manager Peter Parle explains what changes have to be made. The side guard protects people from getting dragged under the wheels of the lorry. There's a good chance that they're going to hit this and bounce away. You have the class 2 mirror that looks back along the side of the vehicle. You have the class 4 mirror that gives you the wide angle lens. And around the front, the class 6 mirror that shows you the whole front of the vehicle. And you have the close proximity mirror that looks down at the curb. In sport, it's football's transfer deadline today. Watford must submit their final squad list, which can only feature 17 overseas players. This evening, Luton Town take on Leighton Orient in the Johnston Paints Trophy. The weather will be bright and breezy with scattered showers with a chance of thunder at times. Top temperatures around 18 degrees Celsius, 64 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Would you lend the cheddar? I mean, no one actually knows what. I mean, let's just let, let's just say that again. Would you lend the cheddar? Uh, it's just. Um... I've only just woken up. Tell me about it, brother. Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. For the first time in um, blimey five weeks, the A team is back together. We're all under the same roof. This can only mean we're going to annoy some more local radio breakfast presenters with our <laughs> our flippant attitude to broadcasting. <laughs> you idiots! Oh, that, that, 
that lot of BBC Three Counties Radio sounds like they're having too much fun. It's not. That's not what it's about. It's not. Not meant to be having fun. It's disrespectful. So men like this sounds like they're too cool for school. We're too too cool for your school, brother. And we're having too much fun. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five eight one three double three. Start your text three CR. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC hey, Three cha, 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 cha. Radio. Have we got any texticles? Yeah, we have. What we got? We've got one um, from Peter in Walmer Green. He's, Just, he's what, woken up and he's p- woken up punching. What does what does Peter from Walmer Green want to have a whinge about this morning? All the illegals can leave Yarlswood if they agree to be removed. They are illegals. Yeah, the, well, the the illegals tend to get booted out. Those that have a legitimate legal claim can stay. I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. If those people are legitimately fleeing persecution and murder and uh, all kinds of horrible things, I'm more than happy to let them stay. Uh, the, the ones that are dodgepots, yeah, send them back. Tony that's says... That's that sorted. Tony. Ian, the lady whose visa ran out and she was locked up in Yarlswood, yeah. the lesbian women, yeah. to be locked up with all those other women, Whoa. she must be guaranteed a question mark. Oh, I Coming over here, yes. nicking all our women, yes. send her back to Lesbos. Lesbos. Joking, wow. says Tony. Good joke. I like it. Good, good joke about people who are being persecuted. Yeah. Um, the question is, and we'll be speaking to this woman later on, how do we know she is a lesbian? And, and, I, and, and I, you know, these questions have to be asked because it, you can claim to be gay and you are being persecuted for your homosexuality. How do they prove that? Well, she'll have a track record in, um, what? No, she's been an activist, so there'll be right. some sort of footage of, uh, surely, of her um, waving placards and that. I don't think you're going to be able to prove it any other way. Ian. I just wonder. I just wonder how you would... How because you, you, you prove know, such a thing? Well, I mean... It, it, and I'm not saying this woman is. I'm just throwing it out there because this is what some people are thinking and we have to question everything. Um, it would be easy for me to um, escape from Nigeria. I mean, OK. And then come and say, oh, I can't go back. I'm gay. They'll kill me. Oh, OK. Well, how do they prove it? I mean, what? Is, is it showing you... Do they show you... Uh, this is the, the flippant answer. Do they show you, um, you know, gay porn and see if that works? What, how do they prove your sexuality? I it's guess a, it's it, tough one, isn't I it? guess it's what happens it's because one. of your sexual I guess it's what happens because of your sexuality because um according to Juliet she was um repeatedly arrested and raped by the police okay because she went on demonstrations and how do you prove that well there'll be pictures of her at a demonstration won't there I don't know are there have you seen them how do we prove that I haven't researched I don't know what her surname is what are you looking but at me you for? See, but you see, the Home you Office s- are doing it. No, but you see why I know. I know but you see why I'm asking this question. It's not as easy as you, you know. You can. I know a lot of people, a lot of listeners, questioned Juliet's story when she was on last time. Yeah. Um, and I think that, that in some ways they're right to question it. Yeah, of course they are. We and have to question everybody that comes over. But Juliet hasn't been... She's been in this country for quite a long time. Yeah. And while she was studying at the university, she was also an active member of the kind of... She was trying to raise awareness of what was going on back home. So surely you When she was studying that. in this country? Yeah. Re- so retrospectively, it could be argued that... that, she, that, that well, you look and see whether her story's always been the same. Well, ha- but how do you do that? Because she was here legally before. There was, not, there was no reason for her to lie before. OK. Well, it's, it's, then it's, you're in a kind of a green card scenario, aren't you? Yeah. It's a tough one, I'm, I, and I think these questions are legitimate to be asked. I'll probably bottle out of asking her myself. No, ask her. I mean, she's very, okay. she's, oh, well. you know, she's been asked all kinds of things. I bet she has. 
03459 455 555 uh, is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Uh, a woman from Stevenage will become the first female sentenced using new laws against revenge porn later on today. Paige Mitchell pleaded guilty to actual bodily harm and revenge porn, which became an offence in its own right earlier this year. Uh, Dr Emma Short is a psychologist for the National Centre for Cyberstalking Research at the University of uh, Bedfordshire and joins me now. Morning, Emma. Good morning. Um, This legislation, it's early days. Is it working? Can we tell that yet? Well, there have only been a small number of cases uh, that have been brought to court, um, and most of those have been prosecuted by the the looks of things. Um, The sentencing varies a lot, but it it does seem to be something that works in court. Um, uh, Why do do people do it, first of all? The revenge porn? Yeah. Or the action of that? Well... this is one of the things that we're, we're not absolutely sure about. We don't have great figures about the prevalence, the motivation of people and why they do it. Um, but there's a lot of speculation about why they do it, and some of it does seem to be about the breakup of a relationship and the immediate feelings of revenge and anger that people have. Um, and often, in that case, people have no idea of the consequences that they are going to create for the victims. But there are lots of other cases that are much more organised and serious that involved uh, involve misrepresentation of the victim and are clearly much more thought out. Um, it is, it's interesting because uh, uh, if I hear of a man doing this to a woman, I think, mm. oh, that's terrible, that's outrageous. And then I read a story in the paper at the weekend and my knee-jerk reaction before my intelligence kicked in or my intellect kicked in, it was a woman who had done it to her husband. She caught her husband cheating with a, a female friend, and so she WhatsApped all of his friends um, some pictures of them um, having it. And my knee-jerk reaction was, yeah, good girl. And then, of course, you know, the intelligence kicked in and thought, actually, that's really inappropriate and horrible. It, do we view it differently when it's a man doing it to a woman and the other way around? I think we probably do. Um, you know, when you look at all of the research we've got, you know, from, from charities like Women's Aid and so on, there is a very negative view of women being sexually active. Yeah. Men, you know, and this is where all the victim blaming comes from as well. You know, sort of if, 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 a, if a woman is revenge porn, quite often there are negative judgments about the fact she was sexually active at all. Yeah, we do. It's weird, isn't it? We, I can't remember what book I was reading at the weekend, but it, it, we do still have um, that image that if, if a bloke's having it away, good on you, fella. Uh, slightly simplistic. And if a woman's doing it, uh, doing the same, then she's a slapper. It, it's. And I'm not saying that's correct at all, but it, it's odd, isn't it, that we that we. Um, it's okay for. It's kind of okay for blokes and and perceived as being worse for women. Yes, totally. You know, and I think this happens throughout the generations as well. You know, the sort of teenagers. Um, that I've talked to about issues like this, they still find the same. You know, if, if sort of activity, um, any kind of sexual activity sort of emerges in a school or a college environment, you know, boys are very often still kind of applauded for that and mm. girls are, are judged very negatively. Uh, what uh, effect does it have on the victim, the person oh, who's featured in, that, in those pictures or those movies that are put online? Um, it, it's absolutely massive, you know, and, and you know, it, it, the way it spins and spins and spins, you know, you might post the pictures to just a few people, put them on Facebook, but quite quickly things like amateur porn sites, even the professional revenge porn sites, will pick up on images, and within days or weeks there, there might be tens and thousands of hits on those images. Uh, and so, that's the thing, isn't it? You, you know, um, it, it, it's one thing in the old days there being a VHS tape floating around, but um, once once you put it online... That's the genie out of the bottle, isn't it? There's no guarantee you're going to be able to get that that image back. Yeah, absolutely. And it's it's it's, it's you know you know 
yeah, let, let's just take for granted that you know the emotional impact, fear and distress is, is massive. But also in terms of your your future opportunities, you know, Microsoft recently commissioned a survey that said 80% of the potential employees will. Um, get intelligence about applicants from online and you know about 70% of them will dis- discard some of the applicants based on what they find you know that's your future mm. Emma really interesting talking to you thank you very much indeed Dr Emma Short a psychologist for the Nat- National Centre for Cyberstalking Research 03459 555555 Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks This is Ian Lee BBC Three Counties Radio Oh three four five nine four zero five five zero five is the. Uh... Oh, do I keep saying Monday? Someone's texted. Please remind Ian it's Tuesday. Do I, have I kept saying Monday? I haven't noticed, but it's, uh, it, it's bank holiday hangover, isn't it's, it? I've got the bank. Well, two weeks off, then come back for five days, then then it's a long weekend. I I, I can only apologise, guys. But if uh, let's be honest, if you're relying on me to tell you what day it is, you're all screwed. Seriously. It's because you did it a couple of times last week. Did what? Gave the date, the time, everything. I, I mean, you don't need that stuff, guys. You don't need that stuff. Just, um, I don't know, look at your watch or your telephono. It's Greek for telephone. Little, uh, is it? Yes, it is. Telephono. Oh. It's there. Yeah. Oh. It's nice, isn't it? Mm. It's nice, isn't it? It's Don't need to do that anymore. Oh, uh, have we got any Texas? Yes, mm. we have. Ian, Cliff should bring out a line of tinned fish. Here we Cliff's go. pilchard, like Richard, but pilchard says I math. used to go to school with a kid called Cl- Cliff Pritchard. Did you? Cliff Pritchard. That was a deliberate thing yeah. by his parents. Cliff. So the surname was Pritchard, mm. and they called him Cliff Pritchard. Yeah. Your Cliff puns, please. Just, you know what I'm saying when I say, be careful. 03459 Cliff Pritchard. It's not a pun, it's a name. Yeah. Boy's name. Anything else? Um, Dave says, I haven't got a 3CR membership card. Why? Because I never got around to doing it. No. You don't need one. Well. Who's going to check? I'm not going to check. I haven't got time. I've got stuff to do. Here's the thing, right? Go on. Sorry? What's What's wrong, Kels? Just made really horrible tea. Again. What's the coffee like? You need more practice. I'm sad about that. Coffee's great. Yeah, hey, na- by the I've way, nailed coffee. we'll do this in a second. I heard that rumour. Um, <laughs> y- listen, mate, I, I, I need to have a word with you, Kelly Betts. Okay. How come you're rubbish with us, but yet your show yesterday at six o'clock on Bank Holiday Monday, was actually, it was actually really good? I don't understand. So is the rubbish being an act, mm. or is the good... Because it was pre-recorded... Yeah. So did you, I mean did it take you like weeks to just pre-record? No, I bashed like, it out in an hour. Wow. That was as live. Then why why are we getting the thin end of the wedge, the the uh, um the the short straw? I just think that you haven't given me a chance to shine what? on the show yet. You've had three years to shine on the show. Yeah, but she's using in bits. you. She's using you as a crutch, mate. What you need to do is close your fader and let her have it. Okay, okay. Here's travel with Sammy. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
On the M1 southbound, it's busy from Junction 12 for Politic to 10 for Luton Airport, where the roadworks are. On the M40 towards London, it's slow from Junction 5 for Stoke and Church towards Junction 4 for High Wycombe. And on the M25, it's busy anti-clockwise between Junction 22 for St Albans and 19 for Watford. On the North Orbital Road, there are queues between Whitehorse Lane westbound towards Shenley Lane. And in Stevenage on Hitchin Road, it's starting to look quite busy where there's a lane closed between Gunnells Wood Road and the Lister Hospital roundabout. There are no delays showing up on the train departure boards at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. It's Tuesday for all you pendants out there. The 1st of September, I mean, Lee, these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A woman from Stevenage has become the first woman to be convicted for posting revenge porn on the internet. A cyclist killed in the Shoreham air crash has been named as former Aylesbury Grammar School student Richard Smith. And a national vaccination programme against meningitis B is being launched for babies today. After falling at the final hurdle in one cup competition... Griffiths hits a crossbar! That's the first one missed. Luton now turn their attention to the Johnson's Paint Trophy. Tonight, they're at home to Leighton Orient. That is a stunning goal from Orient there. Hoping to make it through to the second round. Luton versus Leighton Orient in the Johnson's Paint Trophy. Tonight from 7, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, it says on my screen... Hang on a second, let's just get a little bit of music. Hang on, hang on. Um, hang on, hang on. Hang, ah, let's have this. Hang on a second. Yeah, instrumental cameo, guys. Don't worry. Don't worry. I got this one covered. You're not going to do this. I don't know oh. the. Not yet. Uh, Dennis is in Dunsmore. I just thought this music suited you, uh, Dennis. No, what, what, what rubbishy equipment have they dealt you with now? It, the damn thing keeps going wrong. It's all, it's all from Maplin's uh, and not the no, holiday camp. It was a cheap one. I yeah. thought it was a cheap one. It, it, was, it was done on the cheap. Yeah, I, and I think it was installed by the PG Tips Monkeys. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, it's marvellous, Adam. Isn't it marvellous? of your... Uh, oh, Height. Be getting some very good equipment. <laughs> I, do, I, I used to many years ago. Anyway, it's a different story. What have you got for us, Denise? As well, when you were talking about names, which are almost names, there used to be a policeman in Dunstable called Robin Banks. Hang on one second. Hang on one second. Just need to go to the team. Were we doing a feature that was names that are almost names? No. Kelly. Nope. Okay. Carry on, Dennis. You were talking about people that, that, that some people. Sounded as any, but I've worked with a, a Bert Lily crap. Just wait one second. Just going to go to the team. Were we doing a phone in on people that sounded like their names? People that sounded like their names? Mm, no. Kelly? No, okay. No. Carry on, Denis. Denis? Well, I mean, did you recall what you said earlier on about entering somebody's back passage and how the crack was very tight? I, I do remember that, yes. yes I do remember I that. Know. You've got to be very careful what you say, so. No. You obviously don't know what you're broadcasting. Thank so. you very much indeed, madam. Bye-bye. Yes. Bye bye. Oh, he's gone. Dennis is listening to his own show in his head. Sounds I pretty good. It does sound all right, doesn't yeah. it? Actually, it does sound all right. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Uh, now. 
Uh, nearly three weeks after a damning report, uh, has anything changed at Yarlswood Detention Centre? Next week, Bedford Borough Council's Scrutiny Committee will visit the prison to see if any progress has been made after it was labelled a national concern by the prison's inspectorate. It comes as the Yarlswood Befrienders, a voluntary group which helps detainees at the centre, are appealing for more volunteers to meet the demand for their assistance. Uh, well, Jessica Anslow is from Yarlswood Befrienders. Joins me now. Morning, Jessica. Good morning. Uh, tell us about some of the women that you've been helping. Well, we see lots of women inside Yarlswood, um, and they, there's a big range of people. So your race, your religion, um, your sexual orientation, your political views, none of them come into play. You can be detained. Um, so we see a big, big range of women there. Um, the report uh, labelled it a national concern. Um, has any, have you seen any improvements since then? I think, to be honest, it's a bit too early. I mean, it's only been, like you say, three weeks. Yeah. Um, but we have had a meeting with the management inside Yarlswood and we are aware that there are some changes um, that are proposed and that will be happening, um, some positive changes. What, um, what are those changes? What, what needs to change? Um, I'm not sure if I'm at liberty to say what um, the changes are proposed, but as a befriender and after meeting the women every day, I personally feel that healthcare needs needs looking at massively. Um, it's healthcare that the women often complain about. Mm, yeah, we've heard that mentioned before that it's um, yeah. it's not appropriate for for the for the number of women and also that that, that privacy is is a real issue there or lack of privacy. Yes. Yes. Uh, one of the yeah. local papers, the Bedfordshire on Sunday, um, reported that a pregnant woman was brought into Yarlswood in the last week, despite this report. Have you heard anything about that? I haven't heard recently. However, we see we've seen a lot of pregnant women inside Yarlswood, um, and it's from the Home Office guidelines. It states that pregnant people should not be detained. Yet we see them. Mm. Um, also, the elderly that, that can't have their care provided for shouldn't be detained. Yet we see people in their late 70s. Um, people with serious mental health issues, again, shouldn't be detained. We see people with paranoid schizophrenia. Um, the, practically everybody we see has got... If, they, if they're not supposed to be there, this, this here comes my simplistic sixth form argument, if they're not supposed mm. to be there, then what are they doing there? Why, why, are, why, why are they there? I really don't, I really don't know. Um, that's the question I ask when I meet pretty much every woman that I see. What are they doing there? They shouldn't be there under the Home Office's own guidelines, and yet they're still detained. Uh, you need more volunteers, don't you? What, what, what uh, would these volunteers be doing? So we ask our volunteers to visit um, a detainee um, once a week until they are released or until they're no longer inside Yarlswood. Um, they offer a befriending ear listening support, um, being very non-judgmental um, and just providing friendship for these women that are in a really desperate situation. And Jessica, when, when uh, I wasn't on the yeah, the last time we talked about this, but in the past and today, we do get a lot of angry people, a little bit too scared to phone up, but a lot of angry texters yeah. saying, well, hang on a minute, what are we doing wasting money on these people? Let's send them all back. They're, they're all chances. They're all dodgepots. We don't want anything to do with them. What would you say to those, those texters? And, and uh, Well, say no one calls in because they're too scared, but those texters. I would say that it's, it would be much cheaper, firstly, to not detain them and to, to um, look after their claim while they were living in a community. 
And I'd also say that if these people, and I know there are many people that feel that way, if they sat down and met these women or met these gentlemen that have been through horrific experiences, torture, rape, trafficking, I think if they sat down and actually met them, then their, their attitudes would be challenged and I, I'm sure their hearts would be opened. I, I don't know if it would for all of them. I think it might do for a few. Jessica, I really appreciate your time and keep on doing the good work. Thanks very much. Thank you. Thank Thanks you very much, Jessica Anslow from the... Oh, Jessica, before you go, if, sorry, you, 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 yeah. you're asking for volunteers. If people are interested, yeah. how, do they, how do they get in touch? Um, they can find all the information they need on our website, which is www.ywbefrienders.com or .org. Um, we have an information session coming up on the 22nd of September at the Quarry Theatre at 6.30, where we'll be um, following by a film showing of Leave to Remain. And then October the 3rd, 10 till 4, we have a training and selection day at our offices on Bromham Road. But if people just look on our website and send me an email, that would be wonderful. Jessica, brilliant. Thank you very much indeed. Jessica Anslow from Yarlswood Befrienders. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. This popped up on uh, iPod Shuffle this morning in the car. You bought this? (laughs) I did actually. It's Symphonic Rock. Disc 2. It's not another karaoke track. Oh, okay, right. So... My, right, okay. This, 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 so my sister emigrated on Saturday. Oh, oh God, and I'm going to probably cry a little bit now. Or maybe I'm over her. Oh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> what sister? So my sister and her two kids, who I absolutely adore, um, they emigrated. And I went to see them at the airport, and it was horrible. Oh, it was horrible. I am going to cry. Right, it was absolutely horrible. And we're trying to do the brave face, and the kids are sticking their tongues out of me so they don't cry and stuff. And uh, and then there's that bit where you're stood there, and then they're putting their liquids in plastic bags. You're thinking, oh, just go away. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know exactly what just, you mean. Just go. And then they're walking down, and they just go, please. And they went, oh, I'm going to cry. How long before you actually said goodbye to them? Because with my sister, it was like, keep talking, keep talking, keep yeah. talking, keep talking, go. Oh, look, I'm welling up. Isn't that funny? And they went, and anyway, they went, and then I cried, and I went to the toilet, and I sobbed like a baby. Oh. Then I went to my car, and I howled like a hound. And then I, I did a little little prayer to the gods of music. And I knew right, I knew my iPod was going to play something appropriate. I just knew it. I had the vibe. The iPod was going to play something that would be very special for me and would be really appropriate, right? Was it Baby Come Back? No, it, it virtually. It, play, it didn't just play one song. It played three songs in a row that were like, oh, flipping it. Let me, let me just... So, um... Oh, um... Hang on. Let's, uh... There we go. Right. So this is the first song that pops up, right? Yeah. Hang on a second. Where, where, do, where do I let you play? Put you in there. So, there we go. So this is the first song that... that, that, that uh... and, it's, and it's the version as well. Oh. No, don't worry. I know. Haunting. So my sister's gone, and I'm in the car at Heathrow Terminal 2 Airport. And I'm thinking, oh, this is a bit spooky, it's a bit rubbish. And then, oh, it's the young at heart chorus, so they're all in their 80s. <laughs> oh, this comes I up. Love right. these guys. Oh, these guys are brilliant, but they really just get you there, you know. Here we go. 
this woman's voice. I'm thinking, oh, it's going to be. This is going to be cheesy. This is going to be all right. This will be. This will be a bit of a laugh. I can take. My tongue will be in my cheek. And then suddenly, this like 86-year-old woman just starts singing like this. Oh, eventually. Is she all right? I saw him today. At the reception. Oh God, I was gone then, right? With a glass of wine in his hand. I knew he would need his connection. And at his feet was a foot loose man. Oh God, it's just sending shit. I mean, it's just, oh man. You can't. So that's the first one, all right? And that had me in floods of tears. I'm thinking, oh, iPod, you've played a blinder. Let's have something completely light and fatuous for song number two. It comes with, oh, Beach Boy song. What song's this? I don't remember this song. It's a Beach Boy song. What song is it? Okay. There she goes, she ran. Oh, this is cool. Oh. This is bouncy and upbeat. Here we go. I don't remember this song. Oh, hang on. Hang, um, no, it's not that. No, it's not Wendy. It's, um... Oh, no, I know what song this is. Damn you, Brian Wilson. Oh, no. Don't hurt my little sister. My little sister, and so that's two in a row, and I'm thinking, wow, that's magical. The third one's going to be something completely flippant and light and frothy, and we can have a good laugh. And um, then this comes on. Side of the road, I stopped and picked up the pieces of your car. You were just standing speechless. Knowing you'd never travel far That's what you do Wait till you get to the chorus And I was just, I was just kind of, you know, composed myself That's when I knew As I hit the M4 And then suddenly That's when I knew where I was That's when I knew that I was home Oh God, it's Home by Bare Naked Ladies Flipping heck Magic iPod Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are queues on the M1 southbound from Junction 12 for Flitwick to 10 for Luton Airports. Spur Road, that's because of the roadworks there. And the A1M southbound is very busy too from Junction 8 for Stevenage North to Junction 7 for the A602. On the M25, it's busy anti-clockwise between Junction 22 for St Albans and 19 for the A41 in Watford. And in Brickettwood on the North Albert Road, it's very slow at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout. But on the train departure boards, there are no delays showing up at the moment. Smart the breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's half past seven, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, a woman from Stevenage will become the first woman sentenced to using new laws against revenge pornography today. Paige Mitchell has already admitted posting pictures of another woman on her Facebook account. 
The family of a man from Buckinghamshire who was killed in the Shoreham air crash have thanked the public for their support. 26-year-old Richard Smith, who attended Aylesbury Grammar School, was on a cycle ride with his friend. And all babies will be offered a vaccination against meningitis B from today. It's the first national and publicly funded programme against the infection in the world. The weather will be bright and breezy with scattered showers, the chance of thunder at times, top temperatures around 18 degrees Celsius, 64 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's football's transfer deadline day and it's just been announced that FC Porto have signed Watford defender Miguel Leon on a season-long loan. The Hornets must also submit their final squad list, which can only feature 17 overseas players. Here's their head coach, Kiko Flores. OK, at the moment we are adapting to the category and we are adapting the system, the players, but the players are happy working with uh, this idea. We transmit where we want and I think we want the respect of the, of the opponents. It's very important. Luton Town take on Leighton Orient tonight in the Johnston Paints Trophy. Hatter's boss John Still is set to make further changes to the team following Saturday's home defeat against Portsmouth. We have loads of strength and energy and power um, and we need to get that to the fore. And to be fair, it showed the other day, we're getting better and uh, we're capable of putting a good run together. So we'll keep working. In non-league football, Boreham Wood were beaten 2-1 by Dover in the National League. In the South Division, St Albans drew 2-all with Hemel Hempstead and Bishop Stalford were beaten 3-1 at Willstone. England's cricketers beat Australia by five runs in their 2020 match in Cardiff. England made 182 with Australia just falling short. Serena Williams is through to the second round of the US Open tennis in New York. She says completing the Grand Slam at Flushing Meadows would be extra special. If it were in a different country I think I would still love it but it's not the same as being you know an American playing in New York and playing for that ultimate goal but it's really fun and I'm enjoying I'm literally enjoying the moment and Andy Murray gets his campaign underway this evening when he takes on the Australian Nick Kyrgios BBC Three Counties News and Sport more at eight o'clock well I'm not the kind to kiss and tell but I've been seen with Farrah I've never been with anything less than a nine So fine I've been on fire with Sally Field Gone fast with a girl named Bo But somehow they just don't end up as mine It's a death-defying life I lead I take my chances I die for a living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do is watch my leading ladies kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee. I might fall from a tall building, I might roll a brand new car, cause I'm the unknown stuntman that made Redford such a Mom! Mom! Can I have a full guy bath? Mom! I want a full guy bath, Mom! I've never spent much time in school, but I taught ladies plenty. It's true, I hire my body out for pay. Hey, hey, I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rocky Welch. But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay. Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge or Tarzan from a vine. Cause I'm the unknown stuff. Eastwood looks so fine 
Oh, gosh. Be careful. Be careful how you handle the Daily Mirror today. You don't need to see page three or page two. It's, um, uh, I don't know what to call that. It, it's, um, there's lots of shots of uh, Miley Cyrus. Let's just leave it there. Downstairs. If we were to see any more of her, we'd need some sort of MRI machine, wouldn't we? Boom! She's been saying that line in the office for the past six months. Finally. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes it's Rihanna. Finally, we've got it out on air. And that's, yeah. um, that's, what, that's what we need. Yeah. Did you enjoy that? Well, <clears throat> did anyone go to... I can't think of anything worse. Mm. Right. I then, bet I can. Well, you don't know what I'm going to say. Well, what do you think? Of, well, okay, what can you think of? What I can is worse? think of worse most things. Okay, go on. I, I I can't think of anything worse than the Notting Hill Carnival. Oh, I can. Huh? Like world hunger and oh, for goodness sakes! You know what I mean? No, actually, Notting Hill Carnival is worse than famine. Oh, come on! <laughs> you should put that on their flyers. <laughs> and it's worse. Kelly, no. Um, I'll tell you why, because you get women like that poncing around. Chrissy Hyde would have something to say about her, poncing around like that. But she looked, I mean, it's just, a, it's just, and all the coppers, coppers having a little cheeky little spliff and sound, <laughs> big reggae sound systems, even though I'm, I'm going to get into reggae soon, I've decided. No. Just a big reggae, and, but, and you know. You'd be 40. R- no, me, me be 42. Um, and, um, you know, rice and pea and ting and um, patties and... You know, just I thought you were partial to a dirty wine. Mm? <laughs> Even the mm? Mm? no, I just—it's just—it it sounds. To, you don't like a boggle. It's I like I like playing boggle. Yeah, it's a good game. The one of the the letters. It reminds me of when Mrs. Bartram, my teacher, didn't like me. You're not as good as your sister, Ian. Yeah, well, she lives in a foreign country, and I've been on telly. Who's winning now? Uh. Um, New Zealand. She, um, we went, we're going to go on a school trip, right? It was a boring school trip. And she said, we were all messing around on the bus. And she stood at the front, she says, two things. You will behave and you will enjoy yourselves. Ah, Right, well, neither of those things happened for me. Uh, and, And that's what Notting Hill Carnival feels like. You will enjoy yourself. Yeah, while making sure my wallet is in my front pocket so I can't be pickpocketed, making sure I don't breathe in so I don't get a contact eye from the ganja weed, uh, and making sure um, I eat before I go so I don't have to do all that rubbish that's being cooked up in the streets. And also making sure I... I um, oh, something about being squashed because it's busy. Have you ever been? No! You might love it. I drove back through the aftermath once and it looked you know, sometimes after a big party, there'll be someone asleep in the in their own sick in the garden, and someone in their pants on the city. Yeah, it was like that. that. It was like that, but it was the whole of West London. Oh, it was disgusting. You've just described my tube home last night. What's your tube Basic, like? Basically that. No, mate, it's horrible. Deals, you're with me on this, aren't you? Well, uh, to be honest with you, I've never been. I can only talk of my experience of the Luton International Carnival, and that, my friend, is a great vibe. You need to have more of a street presence about it. You get out of the studio and enjoy the vibe. No, no, mm-hmm. mate, no. The, the, yes. First of all, first of all, I, I, there will be some people laughing at your comparison of the uh, Luton Carnival compared to the Notting Hill Carnival. Well, not really, no. no. Well, y- well, no. well, yes. You haven't been. No, but one's, one's not very big. No, Luton's big. All right, how many people go? Uh, well, you can't get a car parking space, so it's that big. <laughs> you can't get a car parking space in the whole of London on a bank holiday weekend when it's not in Hill Carnival. Yeah, yeah. You I can't mean, compare the two. That's like comparing. That's like comparing um, 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 a thimble with an ocean. 
<laughs> That's a good one, I suppose. Yeah, it's yeah. good. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Th- yeah, thank you, good. buddy. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate that. It's like, it's like it's like waving a joystick in a cathedral. Oh no! What? <laughs> anyway, it looked and it was raining, so yeah, Yabu yeah. sucks. Dealey, at the weekend, I um um I kind of had a pictures of Lily moment, but a clean one. Yeah. I was watching the. Uh, uh, by the way, I've 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 sat three feet away from the carpenters, so they're kind of friends. Um, they kind of are. How close have you sat to the carpenters, Kelly? The band, or just. Oh, for crying oh, out loud! Dear, next, you'll be dear, making. Dear. Ju- next, when I say, "Oh, here, here's the police," uh, but with uh, "here's the police," you'll be saying, "Oh, well, what have Sergeant. I done?" Yeah, you see. Have some respect. I yeah. spent a lot of my teenage years crying in a mirror to the carpenters. I spent a lot of my teenage years with a mirror in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> Were you so, crying? In, in some ways. <laughs> yeah. To the vapors. Listening to the vapors. Now, so Karen Carpenter, I, I, I never really felt that strongly about her. I liked her, but I, I was watching BBC in concert, nineteen seventy-one, and I had to stop it after half an hour just because I was actually not falling in lust with her. I was mm. actually falling in love with her, like proper. Yeah. She was vulnerable. She was beautiful. I wanted to protect her. Oh my God! I was. I, if, if my wife wasn't here, I would. We could run. Away. And then I thought, actually, you know, I'm falling like in love with. The, yeah, I'm falling in love with a dead woman. Mm. A, a ghost, way. if you will. Sorry? A ghost, if you will. Well, no, no. You, you two aren't taking this seriously, so I'm going to um, delete you from the conversation, OK? Good. There we go. Deleted. Just, just me and you, Justin. Have a mature talk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, have, have you ever fallen in love with a dead woman? Uh, no, I haven't. I mean, I mean, the the only obsession I ever ever had with somebody who was dead was Jim Morrison. I'll be completely honest with you. I saw the Doors film and I Did thought, you fall in you know love what? with him. Well, I want well, I didn't fall in love with him. Okay, this is the nearest I've got to falling in love with a dead person. I thought, you know what? I want to be that man. That film for weeks afterwards. I thought, wow, Jim Morrison, what an absolute legend. My you know, life is so know, boring. You know that Val Kilmer is still alive. Yeah, I know, but he's unfortunately put a lot of weight on. Okay, if he if Val okay, if I were to fix it. For Val Kilmer to lose a lot of weight, yeah. would you like to marry him? Well, no, he's still not Jim Morrison, though, is he? Hang on a second. I'm get, I'm, I've got to interrupt this. We're getting the news flash. Sorry, Justin. Um, Catherine, what was the news Val flash? Val Kilmer you... chatted my sister at once when, before he was fat. Yeah. So <laughs> well, was it wasn't it, like he was desperate. Was this in the Top Secret era? Which? The Top Secret era. Hmm? you never seen Top Secret? No. Oh, man. I mean, the box would put me off. I'd go on. It's you, not for me. You've never, Top Secret. You've never seen <laughs> Val Kilmer's greatest film, Top Secret. Is he? Um... Oh, mate! Honestly, it was. It, you know the airplane films. Yeah. It was the first w- film like that. Oh, I don't like goofy Val Kilmer. I only oh. like sexy, smouldering Val no, Kilmer. No, but he was sexy in it. He plays. A, he plays a rock star in it. He plays, oh, I'll have some of that. He plays a rock star in it. Is he dressed as a bat? No, oh, no, that's the Batman. Anyway, so. My sister was cabin crew for the one where they have to be uh, sexy. Yeah. And um, Val Kilmer was chatting to her and asked her whereabouts she was planning to have dinner that night in L.A. And she was like, I don't know, probably McDonald's. I don't think she got the reference. I don't think she got what he was driving at, but I did. He wanted wanted to be driving his Batmobile in her direction. He wanted to give her a soft landing. He wanted to see her Batcave, if you will. He wanted to create a little (laughs) turbulence. Hang on a second. Oh, hang on a second. I'm trying to, I'm trying to find you, uh, Val Kilmer. In uh, top, top Secret is wonderful. It, it's, uh, um, it's got Omar Sharif in. Excellent. Do, dog poo. <laughs> no, I go. No, comedy. He pretends to be a blind salesman selling stuff. Comedy novelties, and the bloke goes, uh, "I'll take this dog poo. I'm not selling dog poo." Now you need to see the film. Here we go. 
Kilmer as Nick Rivers. Nick Rivers. Oh, I'm watching this this afternoon. Nick Rivers. <laughs> I would definitely watch that this afternoon, but I'm going to be up to my eyes in toddler. Get in a little roll. How silly can you get? Oh man, wow. guys, guys, you've not. Have you seen Top Secret? Just I haven't, but I tell oh. you what, this afternoon, mate, I'm going to watch it with you in my underpants. <laughs> I'm watching it now. It's he's just ripping his underpants out and he's throwing them at the audience. Come yeah. on now. Come on. <laughs> anyway, sorry, we've got stuff to do here, Justin. You've taken ever fallen in love with a dead person to the streets. Yes, uh, after your uh, your weekend of watching Karen Carpenter. Uh, yep. Tough vibe, this one. Tough yeah. vibe. Not too yeah. many stories out there. And it does get quite deep. Oh. Um, I've taken to the streets. Here's what happened. <laughs> to the streets with J-Dog, hashtag dead love. Let's get the Italian perspective. Sir, have you ever fallen in love with somebody who's no longer alive? Pavarotti, yeah. That's beautiful, thank you. Yeah, you're thank right. You. Cheers. Sir, have you ever fallen in love with a dead person? I haven't, no, no. There's something there though, just open up. No, I haven't, mate, I haven't, no. Sir, um, your mum is in love with a dead person, that person being Elvis Presley. Um, how bad is the obsession? Very bad, quite honestly, because she's got loads of Elvis stuff. She's listens to Elvis near enough every day of the week, yeah. you know. It's just... I mean, I presume that she even talks to Elvis, uh, the picture on the wall. Yes, yeah. No, my mum, yeah. This is pretty bad, isn't it? But the thing is, how can you love somebody if they're not alive? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do, actually, yeah. It's like, you know, the person's not even here, and, you know, it's just... Yeah. It's weird, really, but, yeah. you know. Yeah. So this obsession started, you know, after it died, it got really, really big. Um, I wish you and your mum every success. <laughs> Thank you, mate. Thank you. Cheers. Come on, sir. Who have you fallen in love with? I haven't. You... I generally haven't ever fallen in love. Oh. You've, you've never fallen in love? No, I haven't, no. How old are you? I'm 27. How does that make you feel as a person? <laughs> Absolutely fine. Who are you looking for? No one. Come on, let's sort this out for you right now. <laughs> I don't think... Come on, who are you looking for? No one. I can find love for you out there. No, We've got the whole of Bed Tarts and Bucks. We've got some great characters out there. Well, lucky them, but they're not for me. That's the saddest story I've ever heard in my life. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A40 Western Avenue, it's very slow from the Swakley's roundabout to Uxbridge towards Gypsy Corner in Acton. And the M40 London bound is also looking busy from Junction 5 for Stokeham Church to 4 for High Wycombe. On the M1 southbound, it's very slow from Junction 12 for Flittick to 7 for Hemel Hempstead now. And in St Albans on the North Orbital Road, it's busy where the roadworks are in patches between the Park Street roundabout and the London Coney roundabout. And looking at speed sensors, it's also looking quite slow on Victoria Street and St Albans in both directions. On the train departure boards, though, there are no delays showing up at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Actually, Watership Down's probably a little bit sadder. It's about the rabbits, isn't it? 
7.46, it's Tuesday the 1st of September, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A woman from Stevenage has become the first woman to be convicted for posting revenge porn on the internet. A cyclist killed in the Shoreham air crash has been named as former Aylesbury Grammar School student Richard Smith and a national vaccination programme against meningitis B is being launched for babies today. Let's get the weather! Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Ian, good morning. We've got a few showers around this morning. Some of them are quite sharp, but they will be moving their way eastwards in the next few hours. And then behind it, something drier and brighter. Now, we can't rule out further showers, but they should be quite well scattered. And once these morning showers have cleared, the emphasis on a drier day. Still quite a bit of cloud around, but when the sun puts in an appearance, we'll see highs of 18 or 19 Celsius. Those values tempered at times by a cool northerly wind. For this evening and overnight, some patchy clouds, some clear spells, maybe one or two showers as well. Temperatures dipping down to around 11 Celsius, but some rural spots could see lows of 6 or 7, so it's a cool start to Wednesday, but a bright one, some spells of sunshine. Again through the day, quite large amounts of cloud, which brings the chance of one or two showers, but many places having a largely dry day. Similar temperatures tomorrow, around 17 or 18 Celsius. And a fairly quiet end of the week, mainly dry, often cloudy, but feeling quite cool both by day and by night. And Ian, that's your forecast. Thank you very much. Every weekday morning. They're not getting shown what being British is. The intention was to try and make the world a safer place. No, no it wasn't. It was to do with oil. Don't be naive, Jonathan, please. The JVS Show. I'm not comfortable with it. And if they feel they're being pirated, well, they're putting themselves as the odd person. It's such a violation of a child's sense of safety in the world. And I hate to use that old cliche, Jane, but it hasn't done us any harm, has it? The JVS Show. No, I haven't made my point. I'll tell you when I've made my point. Every weekday morning on BBC Three Counties Radio. 03-459-455-555 is the telephone number. Uh, if you want to give us a call, um... Let's have oh, <clears throat> let's. I need something to to perk this next bit up because this is going to be very very dry. Hang on a second. Let's see if I can find some perky music. Hang on a second, caller. Stay there, caller. Just going to get some perky music. Here we go. Let's try this. Here we go. What did you gain by war, Tony Blair and George Bush? Sorry, that was. <laughs> I was expecting some. Gosh. I was expecting some, um, strangely, okay, I was expecting some um, didgeridoo music, not that, hang on a second, let's try, let's try this one, hang on, there we go, I was expecting that, let's go mm. to, uh, <laughs> sorry, mm. what, <coughs> bless you, you see, that's a very low huh? noise, oh, that could like be having that. an effect on some listeners, Bra- what do they call it, dirty noise, brown noise, brown noise. Brown noise. The police have that technology. They just don't have the go-ahead to use it yet. At least, Bad. not legally. Oh. Kelly. Sunrise. No, oh, can't do that. Dave! You know, they've taken his didgeridoo off him. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. They should take the didgeridoos off of all of those prisoners. What, what they get up to is just nobody's business. David! Yes, what do you want, pal? No, you call me, mate. Yeah, I'm, well, no, you just called me back. No, yeah, because you called us first, so we called yeah. you back to save you a few quid. Although, to be honest... Yeah. Is this is this dirty noise having a brown effect? No, is this brown noise having a dirty effect on you? No. Okay. Well, what do you want? Well, you're talking about dead people that you felt like we fall in love with. Correct. That's absolutely correct, Officer Fonzarelli. Yeah. Yes. Well, so hang I on a minute. Let me, I need this music isn't doing what I was hoping it would do. Hang on a second. 
Hello, am I talking to myself? Here we go. This is there we go. This is better. This is better. Here we go. This is more like it. Oh. God. Go on, David. Away you go. Dinah doors. Hello. Now, did you? Here's the thing. Did you fall in love with her when she was alive, or when she was um, deceased? No, when she was alive and when she was deceased. Oh. oh okay. She is. Yeah. The, she was the British Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, I know. Sorry? I know, but she was totally different to Marilyn Monroe. Well, well, OK, let's, let's try another. Doors. Let's try another. Doors wasn't... Hello? Hello. Let's try another. She was the British oh. Jane Mansfield. Well, OK, fair enough. Is that, does that, is that all right with you, David? Yeah, that's fine, yeah. yeah. You got a problem? Yeah, I have, mate, actually. Why? Wasn't the question what's I was expecting problem? on the back of it. That's that was it. But you, David. Oh well, what, what's the, what have I caused you problems for? Uh, <coughs> you, because you keep phoning up talking nonsense. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm what? telling you the truth. Okay. Like I told Adrian yesterday. Right. Okay. Well, thanks for calling, caller. Hey. Yeah. Okay. Then nice to talk to you as well. Well, uh, it wasn't it wasn't nice for me. Wasn't it? No. Well, please yourself. Don't give it. Don't send me a membership card then. I'm not going to. In fact, I'm. No. You're barred. Don't want your sort around here. Yeah, well, for when? So, for, um, from now. To when? You're, you're barred for the next six months. Am I? Yeah. Kelly, get me on. Kelly would love to get you on, but that's by the by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Catherine, Catherine get me on. No, Catherine um, doesn't want to get you on. Yeah, she does. She told me. Did she? Did she now? Yeah. Cheeky lady. Yeah, she, yeah, okay. she wants me on, on bit, all the time. Bit busy, Dave. I'm doing a radio show, mate. Yes, yeah, cheerio. Ta-ta. No, I haven't got a, haven't got a clue either. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Now, Penn School's future is still up in the air as a prospective buyer is yet to confirm their plans. While some parents have since found their children new school places, there are some that are still holding out hope that the school reopens. Amanda Burgess is one of those parents and joins me now. Morning, Amanda. Good morning, Ian. So, uh, no more news? No, no more news, unfortunately. Um, what we heard from Deloitte's last week was that everything has been done from their end, from the trustees' end, and it's all now sitting with this anonymous prospective purchaser to sign the bottom, uh, the dotted line. It, do you really think that they're going to buy? Because it's cutting it. When the school term starts next week, doesn't it, I think? Uh, it should have started on Monday. Oh, yeah, OK. Yeah, right. so, so um, it won't happen in time to open a school next week. Obviously, that's just unrealistic. Uh, we were told a couple of weeks ago at the meeting by Deloitte that they were hoping for an end of September start. I suspect we would be looking now at a half-term, October half-term start, something like that, if this does get signed and this deal happens. Now, am I right? You have got a place in another school for your boy. Is that right? That's correct. He actually starts tomorrow. Oh, fantastic. Um, Is he excited? No, um, oh, no, he, he's not really very aware of what's right. going on, to be honest, um, with his needs. He, you know, we did start to talk. We've been, over the weekend, been talking through. Yeah. And the new school sends um, lots of information and pictures and things like that. We've been going through those over the weekend, but he's, he's really not interested in, you know, he just says, oh, no, don't tell me, don't tell me. So, oh. 
yeah, I'm not quite sure what tomorrow morning at Hopper Six is going to bring. So yeah. long when he leaves. So, um, so yeah, I'm a bit nervous about that. To be honest. Yeah, I, I, I bet you are. And you know, we'll have all, all of us. We'll have our fingers crossed and uh, hope that it, it, it works out. I mean, the new school for any kid is always, um, it's always tough, isn't it? Oh, extremely. Every every parent understands that their first day of school for their child is emotional and um, and and scary. But you know, once they've been there a, a day, maybe two. They yeah. they begin to settle in, but it's going to be some months, I would say, before um, my son, particularly, yeah. or any of the others, uh, will, will settle anywhere that they're going. You, um, it, how would it work if if Penn did open, say, sort of October, November, reopen? Would you be able to take your boy out of the school he's in and go back to Penn, or would you have to reapply? What would the process be? Do you know? Well, there's two issues here. One, um, it would be very difficult to do that for him emotionally um, because with his needs, you can't just swap schools around. It doesn't work like that. It takes months and and actually, you know, would I wouldn't be able to move him that quickly at mm. all. You know, it would I'd have to leave it a year, let him, you know, complete whatever he's doing, assuming this placement is successful where he's going. But there's also a, a, a process, a legal process and a local authority process you have to go through. Um, all of these children have statements of educational need and it, the school gets named on those and there's a legal process you go through and some parents actually go through a, a court process to get a school named. So to get that reversed or changed um, would take months, if not year, uh, years, to, to do that and potentially could cost thousands of pounds going through a tribunal to do that. So, no, the likelihood is uh, very slim that children would be able to just hop back in and yeah. that's why a lot of the parents are just holding out and waiting and waiting and not agreeing with their local authority to move their child anywhere else because... You know, they're worried that they won't be able to put them back into pen. I was going to ask, Amanda, are there still some parents that, that haven't got a new place for their kids because they're just, just holding out for pen? Yeah, there are, absolutely. And it's not just because they're holding out, it's also because there isn't anywhere for their kids yeah. to go. And that's the worst thing. It's, um, you know, where we, I count ourselves as being quite as being lucky that we've, we've found a school, although it's a long way away from home. Um, you know, we found a school that we're hoping, fingers crossed, will meet Jonathan's needs. Um, and so we've been able to have a choice, whereas there are children there that will be home from next week because they have no school that is suitable to meet their needs. And, and that is, is just desperately sad. And it looks like the trustees have gotten away with it and they're sitting on their fat backsides, their fat sides, and they managed to, you know, they managed to wriggle through this without talking to anyone face to face. Well done, guys. Yeah, I mean... I'd what an achievement to be proud of, huh? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, it, the, the message that I had from Deloitte was that the trustees have done what they needed to do to get this new yeah. purchase a deal. So I don't know what that involves. But they've done yeah, the bare of... minimum and they've not, they've not had the guts. It really annoys me, those cows. They've not had the guts to speak to you or any of the other parents. Don't worry about us. But to speak to anyone and just say, oh, sorry. Yeah, there's still an awful lot of anger out there from yeah, the, the parents, the staff. I mean, it's not just we talk. I'm talking about it from a from a child's point of view, from my son's point of view, but actually, there's a lot of staff there, good staff that haven't got a job uh, because of the way that teachers and, and support staff are able to apply for for jobs. You know, at the time that the school shut, you know, it didn't give them the time to get jobs. Um, some of them have, um, but there's a whole raft of, of staff without homes. 
Yeah, because some of them lived on site. Amanda, listen, yeah. oh, we've got to move on. Uh, okay. I wish you and Jonathan and uh, the very best of luck tomorrow. And Thank I hope it goes much. as smoothly as it can and he settles in as quickly as possible. I hope so, Ian. Keep Thank in touch so and let much. us know how he gets on. Thank you very oh. much indeed. And, and well done, trustees. Proud of yourself, trustees. Not saying it's your fault the school closed down, but you could have got off your backsides and uh, you did the bare minimum possible. Didn't, didn't even have a meeting to address the parents. No, nope, and it's none of our business. I think that uh, that lot disgust me. Anyway, right, BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the Trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M40 towards London is very slow from Junction 5 for Stoke and Church to 4 for High Wycombe. And the M25 is busy anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 15 for the M4. In St. Neots on the A1 southbound, there are queues from the Kimbolton turn off towards the Black Cat roundabout. And in Stevenage, it's looking busy on Martins Way where there's a lane closed between Canterbury Way and Hitchin Road for bridge maintenance work. It's looking a little bit slow there on the speed sensors. On the train departure boards, there are no delays showing up at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. So this morning, uh, dead people you've fallen in love with, your Val Kilmer stories, and anything else you've... Oh, puns for Cliff Richard, please, but, you know, just play safe. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8 o'clock, I'm Lee Agnew. The headlines, a woman from Stevenage convicted for revenge pornography, a former Aylesbury student killed in the Shoreham air crash and vaccinations for babies against meningitis B. BBC's Three Counties Radio. A woman from Stevenage will become the first woman sentenced using new laws against revenge pornography today. Paige Mitchell has already admitted posting pictures of another woman on her Facebook account. Dr Emma Short from the University of Bedfordshire's Centre for Cyberstalking Research says they're still trying to understand why people do it. There's a lot of speculation about why they do it and some of it does seem to be about the breakup of a relationship and the immediate feelings of revenge and anger that people have. Um, and often in that case, people have no idea of the consequences that they are going to create for the victims. The family of a man from Buckinghamshire who was killed in the Shoreham air crash have thanked the public for their support. Richard Smith attended Aylesbury Grammar School before his family moved to Hampshire. He was on a cycle ride with his friend when the vintage jet crashed onto the A27. Our reporter Paul Sortel has been reading a statement from Richard's family. Richard was a lively, good-humoured 26-year-old. His passions in life were for his family, friends and his beloved bikes. His boundless enthusiasm was infectious. He was a truly wonderful, caring and loving person and he leaves behind his partner Victoria, his parents and two much-loved brothers, William and Edward. He'll also be sorely missed by all who knew him. From today, all babies are being offered a vaccine against meningitis B. About 1,200 people a year are infected with the disease, which can cause severe brain damage, and 10% of cases are fatal. Dr Sharmis Landani from Public Health England is confident the programme will work. We know that MEN-B is the single most important cause of meningitis in children. This vaccine will save a lot of lives and will save a lot of children from very severe long-term complications. 
Lorries without safety equipment to protect cyclists and pedestrians will be banned from London's roads from today. Improvements include side guards to help prevent people being dragged under their wheels and better mirrors. Paul Neal, a lorry driver, says it's about raising awareness. It's a learning curve for drivers as well as cyclists and other road users, vulnerable road users, pedestrians too. We have to change how we perceive cyclists. Uh, there's more and more cyclists on the road, which is a good benefit for us because each cyclist potentially is one less car on the road. So it should help me getting around and uh, we just have to take into account their needs too and uh, treat them as such. In sport, it's football's transfer deadline day and it's already been announced that FC Porto have signed Watford defender Miguel Leon on a season-long loan. This evening, Luton Town take on Leighton Orient in the Johnston Paints Trophy. And the weather will be bright and breezy with scattered showers with a chance of thunder at times. Top temperatures today around 18 degrees Celsius, 64 degrees Fahrenheit. Get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash threecounties. Thank you, Lee. Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's the first day of September. How was your summer, guys? Damp. A damp summer. Moist. So, your Val Kilmer stories, please. Just how good is Top Secret? I mean, really. Oh, I'm going to have it on my computer in 12 minutes. That's exciting. Uh, dead people that you fall in love with. It's not a sexual thing. I don't want to. I don't want to um, drag this into the gutter. This is this is romance, love. And have you ever been knocked out? What? I'll tell you more in a second. Hang on, bear with me. Hang on. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Actually, I don't know more about it. Catherine Boyle, my uh, knocked-out correspondent, because she knocks me out every single day. Not physically. That would be a, a case for um, um, secret squirrel. Sorry. Um, I mean, uh, she knocks me out um, um, with her a great working attitude. Oh. Great working attitude. <gasps> what you got? Biff Burger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing at two things. One, you saying Biff Burger. <laughs> and two, um, Justin Dealey keeps retweeting very, very funny yet rude um, uh, football videos. Oh. One is a gentleman trying to do a news broadcast live and people keep waving... Um, Purple. Things. That's become a thing, you know. And then there's a woman, she's now trying to do a football report and two gentlemen go up behind her and they uh, mime um, being a close couple. Well, in one of those videos they start chanting stuff. I don't know whether oh, he's posted no. that one, but she turns round and has it out with them. No. Yeah, dear. she does. She tells them what for. <laughs> What have you got for us that, that's, that we should be interested in? A woman was knocked out by a giant inflatable what? A giant what? I'm, I'm making it fun. A giant what? Inflatable what? I don't know what a what is. A woman yes. was knocked out uh, by yeah. a giant inflatable what? Oh, we have to guess what? Yeah, come on, I'm playing. Oh, OK, burger. Nope. It's a misleading headline. Oh, I don't know in that case. Um, oh... Uh, I don't know what else you can inflate apart from a giant burger. Hand? Oh, they're foam, yeah. aren't they? Mm. A giant inflatable... I don't I, I don't care. Coffee cup. No such thing. Yeah. No. Yeah, there no, is. No, no, yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, no, Yeah, no, no, nearly no. knocked her head off. No. Uh, burger King in Omsk, Russia. <laughs> they don't have Burger Kings over there. They don't have their they burger... Do. They call it the Bugazar. <laughs> they call it 
the what? Bugazar. That's not what you said. <laughs> they got they got they got one of them in Parliament. Except that's not his official title. Wow. There we go. Great, anyway, great so vibes. yeah, when have you ever been knocked I've out? I've never been knocked out. I've only fainted once. I've, I mean, I've had heavy blows to the head. Oh. Very heavy blows to the head. Um, and, and it, boy, oh boy, it hurts. Mm. You do that. The, the, of course, the, the um, um, natural reaction is your neck withdraws in itself. You bend over slightly. And the arms go over. Oh, and then you... Yeah. I've never been knocked out. I don't... There's a great... There's always scenes in films, isn't there, where um, they sneak up on a garden and they... Whack him on the back of the neck and he gets knocked out. Yeah. There's the only funny bit. Here's a quiz question for you guys. Who remembers the name of the movie starring um, uh, Smith and Jones, Griff Reese Jones and Mel Smith? Nons on the Run. No, 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 no. The film starring Griff Reese Jones, the Mel, uh, the Griff, what are they called? The Smith and Jones movie. Smith and Jones made a movie. Alias Smith and Jones. No, 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 no. Smith and Jones made a movie. Jimmy Nail was in it. The Smith and Jones movie. It was, Stones. No. Smith and Jones Home Alone. Morons from Outer Space. Oh. They made a film and it's awful. But there's one really good gag in it, right? Yeah. Where one of them has it's a terrible film, such a waste. What's it called? Morons from Outer Space. We're morons. Welcome to our pleasure dome. Welcome to our mobile home. Anyway, there's one really funny gag in it where they have to sneak up on a security guard, right? Because they want to get into this room. And so they sneak up behind the security guard yeah. and they whack him on the back of the neck oh. to knock him out. And the bloke goes, Ow, what'd you do that for? Do it again. And they just keep whacking him on the back of the neck. And he's like, what are you doing that for? Stop it. Stop it. It hurts. And they're trying to knock him out. Because I don't believe a swift blow to the back of the head would knock anybody out. That, yeah, it would. <laughs> Go on then. Of course it would. How would it knock them out? What's in the back of your neck that stops you? Oh, neck. You said head. No, I didn't. I said yeah, neck. Yeah, you did say oh, head, but head. I knew you meant... No, play back the tape. <laughs> play back the tape of me just asking the question, because that is complete and utter nonsense. Anyway, okay, hang on. you don't believe in it. Well, no, it doesn't, it doesn't happen. I've taken a ball to the head. <laughs> <laughs> Several times. And I don't know whether I passed out, but I certainly fell to my knees. When I was on holiday, I was in yeah. the pool. And That's um, what you do on the, young, the kids were playing um, volleyball in, excuse me, in the pool. Oh. And um, the kid whacked his balls on my head. Oh. First time, ah, ha, ha, ha. Second time, ah, third time. Will you stop hitting me with that blooming ball? Yeah, but that's a volleyball, right? Or not even that, probably a pool ball of some kind, a ball beach imagine, ball. Yeah. This was a rounder's ball. Kelly's looking confused. Well, I'm just wondering while you're talking so much. Because I'm doing, a, I'm a radio host. I oh, know, but there's a guest. Oh blimey! This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. A woman from Stevenage will become the first. Anyway, your your knocked out stories, please. Um, and if there are any doctors listening, can we get a doctor on the line? Let's let's do things like the BBC. Can we get a doctor on the line and find out if it's possible to knock someone out with a blow to the um, back of the neck? A woman from Stevenage will become the first female convicted for revenge porn later today. Paige Mitchell pleaded guilty to posting photographs of another woman as well as actual bodily harm. Well, Falami Prehe set up the website voic.org.uk to help other victims of revenge porn and joins me uh, now on Fader 3. There we go. Uh, morning, Falami. Good morning. Um, how big a problem is revenge porn? Well, it's technically a new crime, so it's quite big. I don't think it's a crime that's going to go away right now. Cause it's, I call it new technology crime. Um, and, and what's the... Well, I mean, we all know what it is. Uh, what's the mm. impact it has on the... Well, I think we all know what it is. What's the impact it has on the victim? 
it can put you in a very deep place because you've been publicly shamed. You know, people have seen images of you, very sexual, explicit images that, you know, that could send you, you know, because I was, I was in deep depression and it's, it's hard to speak out and speak to people about it. You know, it's even to be hard for people to go to the police and talk because, you know, you've been publicly shamed, literally. People in your community, your family, your, your brothers, your sisters, people seen these pictures. How do you can, talk about that? Can I, can I ask what happened to you? Uh, my ex-partner, last year, he... Well, we were together for two years. He, we split up because, I, you know, I no longer wanted to be in that relationship. And he basically set up a Facebook of me, put my pictures up there, added in people from work, added in people, just random people. The pictures got onto porn sites. So I was publicly revenged, as you call it. And how did you find out about it? Did you just kind of click on Facebook one day or did someone say, hey, Falami, you need to have a look at this? Yes. They said, Falami, you need to look. Why are you adding me as friends on Facebook when we're already friends? And that's how it all started. Yeah. Um, I, I, I can't even begin to imagine what that was. I, I imagine it would have started with a sinking feeling in the stomach and then and then panic. Uh, well, no, for me, it started with a sinking feeling in the stomach because my daughter was next to me and oh, she was basically going man. through the pictures. Yeah. And luckily, she's of a certain age that she, you know, that wasn't something too shocking. It was yeah. shocking, but, you know, she could deal with it. And then I just went into action mode, really. I didn't have time to stop to think. I didn't go into think. I just went into thinking mode. I'm quite an action person. So I just contacted the police straight away, did what I had to do, report him, you know, went to the police station, gave my statement, and it just followed on from then. And out of sheer anger, I set up the Victims of Internet Crime website. Just help other people. This was a couple of years ago. Did the police take it seriously then? Well, it wasn't a couple of years ago. It was only last year. Oh, I apologise. Sorry. Did the, what, were the, what was the police reaction like? They were really good. Police in Bristol were excellent. Literally, they, everything happened within a few months. He got to court. He arrested him. He pleaded guilty. Um, and it, it just went from there. You know, and the only bit... You know, even when... Because, obviously, he got done for the Facebook um, section first, and then I then found out about the porn sites after, and I went back to the police and had the same conversation, and they were really, really good. I even had to sit there and give them the website name so they can actually look at the pictures. That's, um... Uh, I'm trying to phrase this. That's putting a lot of trust into the into the police, isn't it, to actually, it you know, point them to, to where these explicit images of you were. That's right. Yeah, and they, the thing is, they can. And some people, some people wouldn't be able to do that, would they? Some people wouldn't have the confidence, no. I'd imagine, to do no. that. No, a lot of people don't have the confidence to do that, and I think I'm just a slightly different person. You know, I'm, I, I spoke to the police at the time about the pictures. How do I take them down? And they couldn't help me. I actually figured it out all by myself. How to go contact the webmaster, what to say, that kind of stuff, for them to be removed. Not as they're physically removed, because obviously once they're up, they're up there, but. A lot of people can't find them nowadays because I actually, you know, I've got Google to take them off their, their search engine. Mm. How does it feel? Because this is the thing about the internet. You can get stuff removed, but it's going to be floating around in one form or another. Yeah. How does it feel knowing that, yeah, that stuff's well hidden, but it, it's still out there somewhere? Well, I've got to the notion where I've done all I can. If you can physically change something, then change it. That's when you should stress about it. But if you can't physically do anything about it, you just need to move on and just go on with life because it could haunt you for life. If you continue, you then still become a victim if you let it, allow it to take over your life. And I'm not going to do that. 
voic.org.uk is uh, helps uh, victims of, of internet crime. What kind of help can you offer? Well, I basically talk to people from a victim perspective. You know, people who've gone through revenge porn, people who've gone through sextortion, because they're very similar crimes. And I basically, you know, it's more about talking to them and listening and, you know, tell them my story so they can understand how I went through it and, you know, coax them to, you know, go out and reach out to the revenge porn helpline or, you know, go to the police. And, you know, I'm talking to a young girl who's only 20 and she's like, how did you talk to the police? What did you do? They're taking long. How could they come to the, there's those kind of questions, you know, like you're empowering somebody in a sense to, you know, find that help and it's just giving them courage. And so even to the point when they can speak out. Mm. You're, you're right. It, it, it is, um, I imagine, the support of having someone who's been through it. Because everyone can say, oh, it don't matter. Oh, no, don't worry. We don't think. But it's someone who's been through it and come out the other side is, is yeah. an important thing, isn't it? Definitely. Falami, yeah. really interesting talking to you. Thanks very much for your time. All right. Take care. Thank you very much. It's Falami Pri. Hey, voic.org.uk is the uh, web address. Seven fifty. Uh, hey, 8.15. Let's get the web. Travel news for beds, hearts Trav. and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1M, there are queues southbound from Junction 8 for Stevenage North to 7 for the A602. And the M1 southbound is very slow from Junction 13 for Bedford towards Junction 9 for the A5 in Redbourne. On the M25, it's very busy now between Junction 21 for the M1 and 15 for the M4. And on the A411 Lower High Street in Watford, there are delays on the speed sensors around the bushy arches and Epping Green on the Epping Road the temporary, the traffic lights there aren't working at Hornbeam Lane that's in the roadworks section near the Traveller's Friend so that's got queues around there and the A1 southbound at St Neots has delays between the Kimbolton turnoff and the Black Hat roundabout. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio 8.16, Tuesday the 1st September, I'm in Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A woman from Stevenage who posted revenge porn online will become the first woman convicted for the offence today. A cyclist killed in the Shoreham air crash has been named as former Aylesbury Grammar School student Richard Smith and health campaigners have welcomed a new vaccination programme for children against meningitis B, which goes national today. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, Jonathan. Good morning. That coffee's for me. I'll what's uh, what's sure all that... this I hear about a, a mutt? Sorry? <laughs> we've been, you've been speaking to Catherine? That, that... <laughs> no, in your house. Oh, yeah, we've got we've bought a dog. Bought a dog. You bought a dog. What's your dog called? I don't have a name yet. The boys are deciding. What? Sorry? You've brought a dog into your house and yeah. you don't have a name for it. Some people don't name their children for like a week or something. Yeah, but it's, it, you've got a very crucial window of opportunity now. Yep. To be bonding with that dog, it needs to know its name. Yeah, and it will do. But no, but the thing is, you can't just you can't just come up and go. Well, that's a nice name. You've got to find something that suits the personality of the dog. I imagine we'll we'll know by this evening. I've got a friend in Argentina who's got a Westie, yeah. and uh, theirs is called Fiona. <laughs> <laughs> we won't be calling it Fiona. <laughs> she called Fiona. She bites actually, Fiona, little devil. Oh, she 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 likes a little nip every now and then. This, Does she? this little girl, oh. but it's like she oh she's adorable. She oh she nice. She's she done wheeze and poos on your floor. Wheeze and poos on the floor, yeah. much to the hilarity of my uh, two young boys. <laughs> and they find that funny, do they? Found it very very funny. My dog only ever pooed once in the house on yeah. the doormat. Oh, isn't that polite? Yeah. yeah. When I had lots of people around. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was quite. Got too. one of those. See what we got yesterday. You like this? One of those um, collars that gives out a little electric shock. <laughs> 
yeah. If she does he's anything, joking. Naughty. Ladies and gentlemen, that's, that's, that's for the boys. That's not. No, of course, I'm joking. I thought you would have preferred, you know, a prong collar. He's got a choke. Uh, no, <laughs> joke, no Jane. it's a joke, guys. It's a for joke. Crying out loud. Wait, why does this idiot think it's funny to joke about choking? I don't no, know. Uh, we're, we're looking forward. To, we're looking forward to a lifetime of fun and adventure with our little oh, girl. Geez. Maybe we can go for a dog walk that's together. No. Uh, oh. No. But I could bring my. I, I could, don't like your <laughs> dog sniff company. my bo- your dog sniffed my balls when it came. Let's what? be honest. Let's get let's get this let's get this out in the air. Let's let's air this. Your she's, dog your dog sniffed my balls. She, well, she well she was saying hello. I and I think you should have pulled her off. Right. Well, she just needed Bad to, she just needed to, to smell you. Didn't need to smell to those. Make sure you were different to me. And are we different? She yes. She reported back. <laughs> Right. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. If you want to call me, the number to call Jonathan is the same. Um, that's me trying to change the tone from dog sniffing balls to your serious topic. I can't Thanks. do it. What's on your show Thanks. at nine? Coming up on the big phone in this morning from nine. What should be done about the travellers in our car park? Um, I've just tweeted oh. a picture, and there'll be videos and more photos coming mm. as the morning progresses but this morning as I turned up for work yeah. here at BBC Three Counties Radio I was unable to park oh. in my usual space Gosh, how inconvenient! because travellers have partially blocked our car park and when I say blocked I mean blocked around 15 caravans well they weren't cars. there this morning when we came in what? they weren't there Ka- Ka- they, they, they've been there since Saturday apparently I, did, I didn't notice I didn't notice them what? You sure they weren't there this morning when we came well, in? well you're obviously going in Were through they? the no entrance sign oh, into yeah, the yeah, car of course. park yeah always <laughs> Always, yeah. I don't got the end. <laughs> well, that's why you haven't oh, okay. seen them. Right, right. Okay. There they are, about 15 caravans and cars. Um, they all seem to have foreign number plates. Oh. And they're clustered behind the Dunstable Go Bowling Centre with barriers preventing other cars okay. from accessing what has now become their traveller camp. Yeah. Well, it costs about 1,560 quid for workers to buy yearly parking tickets in order to be able to put their car in that car park. And those bays are currently now being blocked by caravans. The camp is currently limiting access to a skate park used by local children on their summer holiday. So from nine this morning, I want to hear your view. What should be done about the travellers in our car park? We've spoken already to a representative for the Gypsy and Traveller community, and he was saying that he believes he knows who those travellers are. Yeah. He, um, he thinks that they're over here from France on holiday. Oh. They've been up in Norfolk. Have they? So there's um, a little tour. They've come down. They're now pitching up in Dunstable. He said they'll probably only be there for 10 days. Okay. So here's the question. Yeah. Should we try and get anything done about it? Or actually, is it better to leave them there? If they're only going to be here for 10 days before they then move on somewhere else, to forcibly move them on now, does that mean that they may end up going somewhere maybe less acceptable? Will they end up turning up in someone's village or in the middle of Harpenden, for example? And Will they end up causing more of a nuisance? If they're down the far end of a car park, does it really matter? Should anything be done about the travellers in our car park? From nine this morning, I'd love your views, your suggestions. Maybe you, in your local town or your local village, maybe you too have had an issue where travellers have pitched up on public land. What have you done about it? I'd love your calls from nine on 03459 455 555. So they're just round the back, are they? Two minutes away? Yeah. Have you you asked them what they're going to do? They're all asleep. Have you knocked on the door? No. Is someone going to go knock on the door? Do you want us to go knock on the door? Well, if you're talking about them and they're two minutes away, yeah, why not? Maybe Justin could go. 
Well, you have to ask we'll, Justin. We'll ask Justin. You can ask Justin, but yeah, I would have thought you sent someone. Who have you got on today? Barry? You want Barry to go? Well, I don't... If they're that close and you're talking about them, I, I would have thought... It, just a knock on the door. Listen, just let you know, guys, we're talking about you. Anyone want to say anything? How long are you going to be All here? Right. Maybe when you finish at nine, you could go down. It's not, it's not my topic. Oh. Not my show. Okay. But I just would have thought they're that close. Send one of the team down to have a little... Fine. Well, we'll, we'll have a representative from the Gypsy and Traveller community on. Yeah. But not from that group. And well, I don't know if they speak English. Well, go, we'll go, you don't know, go and ask them. I can't well, believe you're talking so, about so them. You, and so, so, so you would like us, yeah. you'd like a member of staff to go down... Yeah. Into that, into the, the uh, Traveller Park, the temporary Traveller Park... Well, it's the car park, and yeah. To go, and to go and talk to them. Well, I don't understand why not. What, what, what are you scared of? Okay, well, we'll go. Beautiful. At nine o'clock, you'll hear what happens. Lovely. Excellent stuff indeed. Even if you can't get to the match... Already, we're hearing stories of Watford fans saying that they are going to struggle to get here. All listen to the commentary... Got quick feet, hasn't he? Quick feet and good skill and good vision. You can still keep up to date with your local team with Three Counties Sport. There is the half-time whistle. It's nil-nil. Plenty to ponder. Follow us on Twitter to get all the team news. There's two changes from the team that won at Barnet on Saturday. Goals as they happen. Trying to make room for the shot. Very attentive to the reaction at the final whistle. Momentum changes very quickly in these games and uh, we're disappointed for that. Twitter.com slash BBC3CR and stay up to date with your local team. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is Ian Lee. BBC Three Counties Radio. 03459 455 555 is the uh, telephone number if you want to give us a call. Have we got any texts, Catherine Boyle? Yeah, let's have a look. We, let's uh, have we a little look. Have we had a request for me to get rid of the Fall Guy theme on I, Twitter. I've said no. No, 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 no. Uh, Disco Dave, simple way to stop revenge porn. Don't take mucky pictures. Oh, and leave them on your phone, even if you love someone. Not my type of thing, but I guess each to their own, Disco Dave. See, the trouble with that kind of comment is it makes the victim into um, the person who's getting blamed. I think, because I've often said this, that yeah, you shouldn't film that stuff. Um, I think that it's a generational thing, and I think that um, with the... Because before, to, to film that stuff, you had to get a big video camera and a tripod, and you had to set it up and did a little... Uh, nowadays, you, you can be just having a quick, you know, fiddle, and you get your phone out. I think, it's, I think it's, it's, it's a different thing than it was ten years ago. Well, no, I don't know. Polaroids. People had Polaroids, didn't yeah. they, back in the day? And that could get circulated. <laughs> I mean... But I also think that people are a bit more... Uh, a bit less sensitive about porn now, aren't they? Yep, we've been so desensitised to it. The next it. generation are quite... I mean, the fashion is quite porny. So, you know, I think that's the way it's going. I, I'm frightened to death for my kids. I really am. Um, here's one. I'm surprised and slightly disappointed in you, says Steph of Luton. You're from Slough and have never been to Notting Hill Carnival. I admit my well, carnival days are over now. Hang on a minute. Slough's nowhere near Notting Hill Carnival. I don't see the correlation between those two places at all. I used, to, I used to live in, um, in, in Kensal Green, which is literally just around the corner from it, and I never went. Steph thinks you need having a word with. I admit my carnival days are over now, but when I did go, it was excellent. The food is great, although overpriced. And the atmosphere, electric. Why have you stopped going then? If it's so good, why don't you go and marry it? Well, Steph sort of says, in your younger days, you would have loved it. It sounds no, like wouldn't. you're both over the hill. No, I wouldn't have loved it. I would have hated it. Crowds of people listening to rubbish music? No, I don't think so. Tony has an observation. Go on, last, obs. last one. Go on. What's going on with your show? You sound like a load of friends having fun at a tea party. Are you all friends? It comes across in waves, the no. radio waves. Stop it. You are not there for your own end and follicles. Are you in your underpants? Um, uh, we, we, we hate each other. That's a categorical fact. 
Uh, now, three weeks ago, the Chief Inspector of Prisons described Yarlswood as a place of national concern. Next week, Bedford Borough Council's Scrutiny Committee will visit the prison to see if any program, uh, progress has been made. Uh, well, we can speak to uh, someone who uh, has been at uh, Yarlswood. It's Juliet. Uh, and it's, you, Juliet, you're still there, are you? Yes, I'm still at Yarlwood, that's right. Now, I was off when you spoke to uh, 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 um, uh, Justin the, the other week. Just tell me, why why are you in Yarlwood? I'm in Yarlwood because I'm a asylum seeker and the, the immigration hasn't made a decision about my case, so they've detained me in Yarlwood. Whereabouts have you come from and uh, what, are you, uh, what were you uh, running from? I'm coming from Uganda because... Of my sexual sexual orientation, that's why I'm seeking asylum here. Okay, so so and you're gay. Under fear, yes. And what would what would happen to you? Um, what what would happen to a gay woman in Uganda? Gay, being gay or lesbian is criminal in Uganda. The the police, the Uganda police is homophobic. If you're gay or lesbian in Uganda, you face uh, imprisonment or life imprisonment. And it is the, the, the bill and the homosexual bill has been passed, so it is criminal. It's a criminal offence to be gay or lesbian in Uganda. People are harassed, people are imprisoned, people are victimised, people are, dis- are discriminated against. So I, I fled Uganda because my life was really under fear, genuinely under fear. There so are that's why I left. Juliet, now listen, the, the last time you were on, I know that there were some people who kind of uh, uh, um, questioned this, so I, I, hope, I hope you won't be offended by this question, but you might be, but I, 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 it comes from an, an honest place. Um, there are some people who might suggest that it, it's very easy to say that you're gay just because that gives you an excuse to be in this country. How do we know you're gay? How do you know I'm, I'm gay? I mean, that's that's a... You know, I should I should say that's a question that is really, uh, you know, it's a very funny question to ask because if you ask me how do I how do you know I'm gay, I mean, I, there's no way you can you can describe yourself as gay. If you're gay or lesbian, you just feel that is that's the way you are. Oh, I'm sure you know that you're 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 gay or lesbian if you are. But I just wondered because uh, um, if if that's what you're claiming, and I'm not necessarily saying this is my opinion, but this is has been a pre- it, it, it suggested by some people. If you're claiming yes. you would be persecuted in your home country because you're a lesbian, well, yes. anyone could say that, couldn't they? And I just wondered um, what what evidence have you got to convince those people who who maybe think you're just um, you know you're I mean, you're having a song. If you're gay or lesbian, people will always know, like, you'll have people who have known you as a gay or lesbian person, you know, so you can, you know, if you get statements and evidence from these people to confirm that you're gay or lesbian. I mean, if, when you have, a, like, a, a gay or lesbian person, it's your, sex, it's your sexuality. That's the way, naturally, you are born. I mean, that's how you feel. You always talk about it. You always hang out with gay, lesbian people. So people, there will be evidence there that people know that you're gay or lesbian. Yeah. So those are kind of evidences. So definitely, because you're proud to be, I'm proud to be who I am. I'm proud yeah. to be lesbian. I've never, you know, that's that's the reason why I felt I needed safety where people are respected. People have, you know, have, you know, people have the right, respect as gay or lesbian people and they are given the right of equality no matter of their sexual background. So I have got people who knew me as a gay lesbian, mm. even when I was in Uganda. I mean, so 
so you can come out with this kind of evidence. Yeah. So okay. that, yeah. uh, thank you for answering that question, Julia. I, I, I appreciate it. Um, has, have you noticed any improvements at Yarlswood uh, following this report a, f- a few weeks ago? There hasn't been any improvement. Things are still the same, more or less, or if anything was, especially with the health care. Um, and we're hearing reports in one of the local papers that, um, that uh, uh, there may be at least one pregnant woman in there. Do you know anything about that? Yes, at least there are two. At the moment, as I speak, there are about two pregnant women. One Chinese pregnant woman and another African woman pregnant, yes. Because that goes against the rules, doesn't it? Yes. I mean, Yaldud says they don't lock up pregnant women, but there's still pregnant women brought up here. And I mean, really, pregnant women, these are women who have, you know, they they have, they they are carrying human beings in their, you know, in their body. I mean... They, they need to be given some more or less of some respect because they, the standard, I mean, the standard of the healthcare in Yaldud is, is really, it's, it's very inefficient. I mean, they don't provide enough for, for, you know, people with medication. They sometimes even paracetamol. You can't fight sometimes even if you go to a healthcare, you want paracetamol and you're in pain. You, they say they don't have paracetamol. But they're still locking up pregnant women here. Okay, uh, Juliet. Listen, yeah. I really appreciate you answering my questions. Thank you very much, and um, uh, thanks for coming on. And, and um, maybe we'll speak again soon. BBC Three Counties Radio, eight thirty-one. Uh, let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M1 is very slow southbound from Junction 13 for Bedford towards Junction 9 for Redbourne. On the M25 anti-clockwise it's busy from Junction 24 for Potters Bar to 23 for the A1M at South Mims. And the M40 away from Townsend from the Denham roundabout approaching the M25 is looking very busy on the speed sensors at the moment. It's also looking busy in Watford on the lower high street around the bushy arches. And in Sydney it's on the A1 southbound there are queues approaching the Black Cat roundabout from the Kimbolton turnoff. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties radio across beds hearts and bugs this is bbc three counties radio It's half past eight. I'm Liak. New the headlines. A woman from Stevenage will become the first woman sentenced using new laws against revenge pornography today. Paige Mitchell posted pictures of another woman on her Facebook account. A man from Buckinghamshire has been named among the victims of the Shoreham air crash. The family have thanked the public for their support. 26-year-old Richard Smith, who attended Aylesbury Grammar School, was on a cycle ride with his friend. From today, all babies in the UK are being offered a vaccine against meningitis B. About 1,200 people a year are infected with the disease, which can cause severe brain damage. The weather will be bright and breezy with scattered showers with the chance of thundered times. Top temperatures around 18 degrees Celsius. That's 64 degrees Fahrenheit. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's football's transfer deadline day and FC Porto have signed Watford defender Miguel Leon on a season-long loan. He scored his first goal for the Hornets against Everton on the first day of the season. Luton Town take on Leighton Orient tonight in the Johnson Paints Trophy. Hatter's boss John Still is set to make further changes to the team following Saturday's home defeat against Portsmouth. We have loads of strength and energy and power um, and we need to get that to the fore. And To be fair, it showed the other day. We're getting better and uh, we're capable of putting a 
good run together, so we'll keep working. In non-league football, Boreham Wood were beaten 2-1 by Dover in the National League. In the South Division, St Albans drew 2 all with Hemel Hempstead and Bishop Stortford were beaten 3-1 at Wildstone. England's cricketers beat Australia by five runs in their 2020 match in Cardiff. England made 182, with Australia just falling short. Serena Williams is through to the second round of the US Open tennis in New York. Andy Murray gets his campaign underway this evening against Nick Kyrgios. The 20-year-old Australian is playing under a suspended ban and fine for an insulting remark made to Stan Wawrinka. However, Murray says his opponent deserves a break. It's tough and, you know, he will have uh, he will have had a very hard few weeks. You know, I'm sure it's been quite lonely for him at, at times and, uh, you know, hopefully he, he learns from it and, and, you know, becomes a, a better person through it. But I don't think that he's, he's a bad guy. I just think got to learn, you know, a little bit and he'll be fine. And that's BBC Three Counties News and Sport with more at nine o'clock. Listen, Lee, I, I saw your panic look to the girls there. You're getting all worried, thinking I wouldn't make it back in time. I know. I've, only, I've only let you down three times. I forgot you were just a complete professional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Thank you, Lee. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Complete professional. Oh, don't keep tweeting me or texting me saying the monkeys are on Radio 4 now. Um, what was the point of that talk? Ah, jog on, you idiot. Sometimes, I, you know, listen, the intelligent ones listening to this show, you're more than welcome. The idiots, nah, jog on. Not for us. Not for us. Any decent texters? Let's have a look. Um, no. Was it with Nail and I, says Mark of Bletchley? What? I have no idea. Was what with them? I demand to have some booze. My father's a cute sea. I've never seen it. It's 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 all right. You know, it's it's of its time. Was was what with Nail and I? I don't know. Are they talking about the Smith and Jones thing? No, it was more on from outer space. Well, you hit me on the back of the neck for that. Really hurt. Stop it. Do it again. Stop it. Oh yeah, you did say head. By the way, I've got that clip. If you still cared. Okay. Well, I have got that clip. I'm going to play it now. Because I don't believe a swift blow to the back of the head would knock anybody out. But then I feel that's the only time I said head. You've you've um, censored that, that because was the after, time that you asked after me after that. No, but then after that I said back of the neck several times. No. no. So yes, do yes. Just, do you always clip the whole. The yes, whole I thing? do, mate. <laughs> okay. This is what I wanted. I wanted a little bit of All a right. co-op rate, and it miserable out. Look at the weather. Winter now, isn't it? Autumn. Or winter. No. Autumn. Or winter. No. Autumn. <laughs> anyway. Uh. The Americans call it the fall, you know. The fall guy? I've got that. Great lineup for Strictly this year. Oh. Let's see who we've got. Mm. Um, there's um, Ainsley. <laughs> Ainsley who? That's showbiz. Um, there's Jeremy. Jeremy. Vine. Oh, yeah. The Vine's on there. The Vinestar. The Vinatola Hermione. <laughs> the Have Vine Got News For You. Nice. The Vine Man. Anyway, he's, I like Jeremy Vine. He's good. I was surprised by that. Well, yeah. I tell you what's more surprised. He's being replaced by Paddy McConnell on the Jeremy Vine show. Paddy O'Connell, you mean? No, Paddy McConnell. Oh. Andre's on there. Oh. The Weather Woman. Yep. The, um... That's yeah. going to be tricky. She might surprise you. It's going to be tricky keeping that. Well, she surprised me already. She um, uh, gave uh, me a personalised weather report for my wedding. <laughs> I'd rather have a voucher. Um, now, this is, this is the one. This is the, this is the surprise. Are you there, Just? 
OK. This... <laughs> That'll be a no. I t- just you there. Take that as a no. This is the surprise one. I thought this guy was too big for this. It's only the um, Irish Cliff, the Irish Elvis. It's only Daniel O'Donnell, D-O-D, Dodd. Daniel O'Donnell is doing Strictly. Now, is it... I don't watch Strictly because I don't really watch TV and Strictly's rubbish, but... Mm. You there, Just? OK. I'm going to... Is it down to the public vote? Yes. Then O'Donnell's won. Well... Not necessarily. Well, it, no, no, if no, no is it down? Is simple question. Strimple. Is it down? <laughs> is it down to the public vote? Yes. Then O'Donnell's won. Well, no, on a stop minute. you there. It's, it's strimple because if well, it's down to the, to public, the public vote, vote, O'Donnell's won. No. He has got. That's why Mark Owen won, won Big Brother ten years ago. Down to the public vote. Say Jim Davidson won because it was a fix. Oh, what? His best mate owned the channel it was being shown on. What? Fair. Um. And for legal reasons, of course, it wasn't a fix. Uh, but if it's down... Is it down to the public vote? Simple question. Yes. Then he's won. No. He has... But he might be terrible. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He, he's the Irish cliff. But this is the thing, right? Can his listeners, or his... What are they called? His audience... Yeah. ...work out texting? Oh, for crying out loud, because they're Irish? You they, racist? No, because they are mums. Now, my mum sometimes texts me. On the occasions it actually gets to me, it's all in uppercase with no punctuation whatsoever. If she had to do a text vote, we would have no chance. Can you carry on talking? Are you, are you listening to the monkeys in there? They're on Radio 4. I know they are. Guys. I know you they can are. listen after now. We've got that new technology, iPlayer thing. He actually is listening, listening to He's listening to the monkeys. Oh. Anyway, so um, I think I think he's got serious competition because you know who the new Daniel O'Donnell is? Yeah. Who? Andre. Oh, he's back. No, Andre's in it. No, but Andre is going up against, literally, maybe literally, Daniel O'Donnell. When are they going to allow gay men and lesbian women to dance on Strictly Come Dancing? They shouldn't. And I'll tell you why. They, you there, Just? Okay. i tell you why they shouldn't, right? Oh. And here's, here's the thing. They should allow gay men and lesbian women... Um, to go, no, they shouldn't. What are you doing? Sorry. Go on. They shouldn't allow gay men and let because ballroom dance. You, listen, just because you're a gay man and you like men and you love men and you kiss men and you sleep with men, doesn't mean you can't dance with a lady. Just because you're a lesbian lady and you want to marry another woman, doesn't mean you can't dance with a guy. Do you watch Strictly? No. Over the years, I think there've been plenty of gay men who've danced with a exactly! woman. Exactly. Exactly! And that's why all this... We must have a gay couple. No, you don't have to have gay couple. It's discrimination. No, it's not discrimination! Although I would say something. The tango. If we're going to dance it properly, it should be two fellas. If there's going to be... Oh, you're so... You there, Just? Great stuff. Do you actually want Justin? Is he there? No, but I can get him. You are not. If you're... I had a really good point there, and and Dealey's put me off my stroke now. Squeeze it out, go on. Um... Um... I can't remember, but I'm going to say something that I haven't really thought out. Oh, it's no. discriminatory to have gay men on there what? as couples and gay women on there as couples. It's discriminatory. Is... You shouldn't have them. They should dance with... OK, this is they what I'm going to say. What, what this are you is talking what... about? Because they, people want them to be gay couples on there. And here's the thing. All right, if you want gay couples, <laughs> I've got it. Yeah, you can have gay couples. One gay man, one lesbian lady dancing. Gotcha, gotcha. It's probably already gotcha. happened. Gotcha. But gotcha. It, but Noel's it, got your Oscars. 
Gotcha. But Here's your gotcha, Oscar. Gotcha. A gay man, a lesbian lady, cha-cha-cha. Do you really think it's not already happened? I don't know. No, but there is a campaign to get gay couples on there. What campaign? I've heard this. Is there oh, a petition? they're always banging on about it. And by they, I mean the media. <laughs> I mean you. Um, what do you reckon, Just? OK. Now... <laughs> no, they always are. They always are. They're getting the coats on. Um, so... Um, I keep getting put off my stroke here. Go on. If there's two gay men, who's the woman? Dance, no, in neither. the dancing, in the dancing. Well, well that, that has leads? To be. I mean, one has to... to lead, one has to follow. Yeah. You just can't, it just can't do it like that. It makes sense. Right. What they get up to in the privacy of their own dance floors is none of my business. But when it's on BBC licence fee payer dance floors, it's not what I want to see. What if it was Val Kilmer <laughs> and Dennis Wilson, as he was? One's dead. Um, the other, uh, I think the other one, I think Val Kilmer did it in the States. Didn't he do Dancing with the Stars in the States? I think he might have done. They get good. They get good Dancing people. with the Stars, they get good people. They had, um, on break my heart, say you love me again. Braxton. Yeah, they had Braxton. They had um, one of, maybe two of, hold on for one more day. Oh, listen. Or Phillips. We just don't know. We just don't know. We've not got the results they back also from the had, laboratory. Mm, MC Hammer. No. They did have MC Hammer. He only does one dance. Can't touch this. All right. Can't touch this. The Backstreet Boys. Which one? Actually, I was doing NSYNC. It's probably Backstreet as well. Just what do you reckon? Okay. So, um, they get good stars over there. Yeah. Here we've got. Okay, who else have we got here that I recognise? Oh, the um, lady, the country file lady. Is it um, Anita Rani? Yes. Jamelia? She shouldn't now, come on. Jamelia already did it, didn't she? I thought she won. Anthony Ogogo? Does he now? Huh? <laughs> um, Helen George? No. Oh, and Kirsty Gallagher. I'd recognise that smooth back anywhere. Great lineup. I shan't be watching. No, I won't. Not until, they, not until they get rid of their discriminatory ways and they allow two gay men or two lesbian women or both to dance together. If they asked you to do it, would you? Um, what, be, dance with a gay man? Mm -hmm. I don't... I have got... I'm like Princess Diana. I've got no problem dancing with a gay man whatsoever. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's slow on the A1M northbound between Junction 6 for Welling Garden City, or past Junction 6 for Welling Garden City, and also the M25 anti-clockwise. It's very busy from Junction 24 for Partners Bar to 23 for the A1M at South Mims. The M40 heading away from London towards the M25 from the Swakeley's roundabout has long delays. And looking at the speed sensors in Harpenden, it's very slow on the High Street in both directions, all the way from the train station to uh, Ridge the Ridge Avenue. On the train departure boards, there are no delays showing up at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. Ridge Racer. That's something uh, for all you old uh, PlayStation fans. 8.45. It is, um, oh, hang on, it's Tuesday the 1st of September. 
These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A woman from Stevenage who posted revenge pornography online will become the first woman convicted for the offence today. A cyclist killed in the Shoreham air crash has been named as former Aylesbury Grammar School student Richard Smith. And health campaigners have welcomed a new vaccination programme for children against meningitis B. Let's get the weather. Here's Alina. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning, in. In the short term, we've got some heavy showers around moving their way from west to east. But as they clear, we'll see something drier and brighter, really from mid-morning onwards. And then for this afternoon, occasional showers, some bright or sunny spells, and we'll see temperatures in the sunshine getting up to around 18 or 19 Celsius. Quite a cool northerly wind, though, so if we do get any showers, temperatures are likely to dip somewhat. Spells of sunshine to end the day, and then the night will be mainly dry, although we can't rule out one or two showers passing through from time to time. Mixture of variable cloud and clear spells. Temperatures in town falling down to 11 Celsius, but some rural spots could see lows of 6 or 7. So it's a cool start to Wednesday, but a bright one. Once again, we'll see some spells of sunshine. There'll be cloud coming going through the day, brings the chance of a shower, but I think the emphasis on a mainly dry day with highs of 18 or 19 Celsius. Once again, a brisk northerly wind will just take the edge off values at times. It's a fairly quiet end to the week, mainly dry, often cloudy for Thursday, Friday and Saturday, but we're hopeful we'll see a bit of brightness and sunshine, but it will feel quite cool both by day and by night. Ian, that's your forecast. Thank you very much. On BBC Two. He contributed so much, shortening the war by two years. Good heavens. Alongside Alan Turing, Gordon Welshman was a World War II code-breaking genius. If people knew how absolutely he was the kind of spine of the entire Bletchley Park operation, then they would look at him in a completely new way. So what led to him being written out of history? It seems to me that some of the things have been kept secret too long. The Make It Digital season explores Bletchley Park, Codebreaking's Forgotten Genius. Next Monday night at 9 on BBC Two and BBC Two HD. Ooh, sounds interesting. If you go to Bletchley Park, there's a really hot woman in the uh, opening titles Whoa. of the um, of the first uh, display it's, area. It's Catherine Boyle looking Catherine like she's Boyle. from the war. And Boyle boy, you wouldn't mind going in the bunker with her. Baby boom. Omo. What? Are you Omo? <laughs> Old man out. Old man out. You used to put that, you used to get this, Kelly. Yeah. There used to be washing powder called Omo. And you put it in the, in the window and the, the Americans would go, Omo, what is this Omo? Hey, haven't you heard, Dick? Omo means old man out. Really? Chuck, what's old, What's an old man? Her, her, her granddad? No, old man is her husband. Old man out. Omo, that means she's up for a little bit of, uh, well, she wouldn't mind some chocolate bars and some silk stockings. And then what happened was this. Well, hello, ma'am. Oh, hello, soldier. I believe, I believe you're an Omo. That's right. Have you got any silk stockings for me? Yes, I have. Well, then why don't you come and get in the bunker with me? Exactly. In the bunk up. Baby boom. So what was... What, ba- baby boom. What was the... Baby boom. Point in the... That's how your grandparents were made. Through Omo? Yes. Is Daly there? <laughs> Can we get him? Yes. He's not working after his holidays, is he? <laughs> what is going on with Justin Daly? I think he might have water ingress. He'll be two minutes. Give him a break. What? He's, He's had two he weeks. Can have, he can have a break at nine. Have we got any, any any content? Well, someone's telling me that Scott Mills is gay and he's been on uh, Strictly, but I can't believe that. No, he was on Strictly. Yeah, he was on Strictly. No, that he's gay. 
never mentioned it. Um, what is going on with Miley Cyrus? She's in the, the Sun page two and three. I mean, boy, oh boy, I, I only just found out in the last couple of months she's Billy Ray Cyrus's daughter. You didn't know this. Don't break my heart. My, my achy, breaky heart. heart. It does my gun kill this man. Ooh. Yeah, I didn't know. Well, he must be so proud of his daughter showing her what's it everywhere. He apparently is. Um, the front page of the Sun. Cha-cha nudie choo-choo. That's a good headline. What, what do they mean? The Chacha Nudie Choo Choo. Oh, that. BBC used porn train in hit show opener. A porn train. What happens on it? Well, there's what a picture doesn't... of it here. And they filmed a, a movie there called Nympho. I'll have to IMDB that and... Uh, not at work, you won't. Not at work, you won't. Um, what else have we got in the... Oh, Chrissy Hines. Chrissy Hines in the papers there. Yeah. Sado... Oh, the, 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 the Sun headline workers. Um, oh, my gosh. Really have been working hard. Speaking of hard, Sado Sido's selfie so seedy. Unpick that for me, please. There's a football player called Sa- Sido Barinio. Mm-hmm. He has taken a selfie in his pants. Oh. So he's Sado Sido's selfie so seedy. Oh, it's one of those. Um, for a girlfriend just minutes before a big match. I don't see what the problem is. I mean, he's barely in his pants. Um, with, with a tackle like that, like, hang on. <clears throat> Excuse me. Dirty tackle. <laughs> with a tackle like that, with, hang on, <clears throat> I'm getting nervous on, around dog. this. With a tackle like that, um, he's probably, no, I can't. I've got it, I've got it. <laughs> no, I've got with one. With a tackle like that, he's bound to score. Thank you very much indeed. Excellent. I was going to make a joke about him receiving a, a red card and then being, um, no. Exactly. <laughs> no. The £20 million West Brom striker, 22, fished out his iPhone to pose for the shot in the home team's dressing room. I don't understand what the, the, the problem with that Who's is. Who's passed it on? Who's the snitch what passed it on? Party-loving Barinio, who Tottenham are trying to sign, pinged it via WhatsApp to a visiting French girlfriend. Mm. His posing, thought to be before a nil-nil draw with Liverpool in April, has infuriated Barinio's strict boss, Tony Pulis. Does he? Pulis. It emerged after being circulated among pals of the talented player, and boy, oh boy, isn't he, who has landed in hot water both last year and this for inhaling laughing gas. Oh, dear. Oh, flipping out. One said, Sido loves to Sido loves to tweet about God and often bangs on about being a professional athlete, but this photo shows another side of the guy. He sent it to a girl not long before the kick-off of a big game. Does it look like his mind was completely focused on the match? Oh, flipping out. There was only one kind of scoring he was thinking about. <laughs> Who said that? I reckon the paper said that. No, no. Um, um, An uh, insider not named? A, a, it was a pal of the talented player. Yeah, of course it was. It was a pal of the talented player. Was there only one woman in her pants at Notting Hill Carnival? Because she seems to be the one that's in all of the newspapers. Put some clothes on. I mean, really. <laughs> Bless you. Sorry, everyone. You all right? I think I might do another one. Daily, are you there? I'm here, boss. How are you? Well, I mean, I'm all right. Casual. What's wrong? Oh, hang on a minute. Gary Barlow singing at a wedding, guys. Gary Barlow amazes yet another Take That Loving Bride after walking in as her wedding singer. We said it before, you'd be amazed if Gary Barlow didn't turn up. You'd be sat there, the d- what are you looking at your watch for? What time's he coming? Who? <laughs> Gary. Gary, Gary Barlow, he's not coming. I've saved him a dinner. And, th- and then, then he strides in, he brings his own microphone. He's got a little, um, little lamp that he carries in his hand and his own microphone. Could it be magical? 
He always sings a million love songs later. He sings no, he doesn't. He sings that song from his solo album. What was it? Long Long Road or something. You remember that? Open Long Road. Keep on open. walking down that open road. I bought that album. Great yeah. stuff. Oh, that's you. <laughs> uh, he sang at Katie Hardy's reception at a pub. Oh, oh, there we go. After a Robbie Williams tribute act had been booked. Classy. What a classy couple. <laughs> Katie, 33, uh, a likely story, and groom Stephen, 43, ooh, her age gap, had been nominated after Gary's vow to sing in his biggest fan's wedding. And boy, oh boy, I think... Um, no. Come on. The pair from Loughborough, Leicestershire, were the fifth couple this week the superstar has sung for. <laughs> oh, dear, Gary. What was the story? We didn't finish the story about someone getting knocked out because you went on to a, you went off on a tangent about. Um, no, that was it. There was the woman being knocked out by the massive inflatable how? coffee cup. How? I don't know. Got her head. Got her head got in the way. I, I, I don't. Justin, you ever been knocked out? I haven't. I'm sure there's lots of people who would love to, but uh, as of yet, no, it hasn't happened to me. I don't believe that people can be knocked out. Well, they can be. Okay. Well, you've taken it to the streets. <laughs> oh, it's Dr. fact, though, isn't it? There. Well, I don't it's think, fact, though. Well, I don't, I don't think it is fact. I, so, th- so. I believe... Here, here's something I believe about blows to the head. Yeah. If a piano or a safe falls on your head, you can forget everything. You get amnesia. Yeah. What about an anvil? An anvil, yeah. And, of course, the way to cure that is you get another blow to the head. But I don't believe you can be knocked out by a blow to the head. I've got a Mama oh. Cass fact for you. Okay, yeah. Did you hear the one about Mama Cass got something dropped on her head a stage weight or something, and she managed to go up an extra five tones or something in her voice. Ooh. Yeah, they, they were trying to get her to sing a certain song well, for the mamas and papas, and she, she couldn't was, quite reach the notes. She was also tripping on LSD as well, if you're going to tell the full story. Right, I yeah. mean, I don't know if that's, you know, that's got to take in. Anyway, Justin, you've, ta- you've uh, been... Uh, hang on a second, here we go. We've got to phrase this carefully, because I just thought of two. I'm going to go mm. A or B, Justin, pick A or B. Uh, I'm going to go for uh, A. Oh, that's lucky for us. We can still broadcast. You've um, uh, you've uh, been knocked out by some of the uh, answers that you've received on the street. Is that correct? That's true. Just to say as well, talking about high voices, uh, when I was a kid, I couldn't really understand how the Bee Gees were so high. My dad said to me they used a, a clothes peg in a certain part of, uh, of their body, <laughs> uh, which I believe for, for many years. But uh, yeah, I've, yes, yes, that's right. So I've taken this one to the streets. Unfortunately, um, the stories we received this morning weren't lighthearted. Most of oh. them involved horrible violence about oh. being knocked out. Uh, oh, here's what happened. <laughs> I mean, do we, well, hang on a minute. Do, do we want to hit? Do we want to end the show? We're ending the show now. It's the first time, Justin, mm, mm, in yep. five weeks we've all been together. Yep. Yep. Do we want to end it on a downer? Well, hang on. Listen, we are dealing with real life, correct? Yeah, he's, he's right. Yeah, he's yeah. Right. Real life, mate. Real life. We're real life, real London. We shouldn't be censoring it. Should we have it? Mm. Yeah, let's do it. Here we go. Neil, you're a geezer. You haven't been knocked out yourself, but you were standing next to your friend who was knocked out. Tell us what happened. Oh, just drunk in a pub one night, and he started gobbing off. So, bloke next to him, give him a slap. And he was on the deck. For how long before he actually you know, came around? Uh, a few, few, uh, few minutes, five minutes, yeah. something like that, yeah. And what did he say when he woke up? Not a lot. He got chucked out. <laughs> <laughs> right, boss, what happened to you? You got knocked out? I was drunk in a nightclub and got punched. Um, how long were you out for? No, about, well, about ten minutes, my friends tell me. And what happened when he came around? Uh, got taken to hospital, broken jaw. Sheesh. I mean, did he ever find the person who, who did it? Uh, I think the police looked for him, but I don't think they found anyone. If he's listening to this right now, what's your message to him? He probably only lived in Essex, I think. Good point, well made. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Simon, you got knocked out. It was a clash of heads at uh, a football match. How long were you out for? Probably just a, a second or two, I think. Yeah, just to be honest, yeah. Just a second or two. Didn't happen. Very long. Didn't happen. Terrifying experience. 
Has it made you uh, look at life in a, in a different way? Didn't happen. Did it? No, not at no. all. Not Didn't at all. Happen. No, it's just on the football pitch. So, you know, just run of the mill stuff, okay. I think. Thanks, mate. Thank you. Didn't happen. Well, I think it did. I mean, he, no, he's saying no, it did. No, he's saying no. it did. Yeah, because he, you he, weren't he, there. he told his kids once, or his wife, oh, flipping yeah. out, got knocked out, right? Yeah. And yeah. he now has to live that lie. <laughs> he can't go back and, and say, actually, I, I made it up. I, I just bashed my head and it really hurt. Yeah. Go, How do you know you get knocked out for a second? Well, because obviously how do you, how people do you, were how there. Do you, how do you judge it? No. He, were you there? It. Were you, you there? there? Were you there? No, I wasn't, but I'm listening to his story on the street. What, why am I not to believe his story? <laughs> I don't believe it. Well, Question it everything. It's fact. Well, it's, no, it's not fact. It's fact that he told you it happened. <laughs> it's not <laughs> fact that it happened. Yeah, boss, boss. Y yes, boss. I've got something for you for tomorrow. You know, you oh. talking about Top of the Pops earlier on. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Has a song on Top of the Pops ruined your life? Okay. Bear with me on this one. Okay. Well, bear a bit mind. Like, okay. Yeah. Joanna, Joanna, give me hope. Now, have have people seen or heard that on Top of the Pops and sung that song at you whenever you mention your name? Has a song on Top of the Pops ruined your life? What do you it's reckon? Not, it's not your show anymore. I'm back. No, I'm just saying. I'm back. I, I, it was just something I heard I'm earlier. I'm back. I'm just saying. I'm back. All right, mate. Thanks, mate. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. As the lane closed on the A1M southbound between Junction 6 Welling Garden City and 4 for Hartford, that's because of a vehicle fire and it's causing some delays southbound. On the M1 north southbound, it's very busy from Junction 13 for Milton Key South to 11 for Dunstable. And on the M25, it's slow anti-clockwise in patches from Junction 21 for the M1 to 15 for the M4. It's also busy at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout on the North Orbital Road. In Aylesbury on Friar Ridge Road, it's busy between the Oxford Road roundabout and the Walton Street roundabout. Roundabouts, and there are no reports of any problems on the train. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. On the show tomorrow, the new Squeeze single, which is flipping brilliant, and Glenn Tilbrook's going to be on at half past eight. Very exciting. JVS up next. Until tomorrow at six from us. Ta-ta. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Monday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in... What should be done about the travellers in our car park? This morning I was unable to park in my usual space because travellers have partially blocked our car park. Around 15 caravans and cars, some with foreign number plates, are clustered behind the Dunstable Go Bowling Centre with barriers preventing cars passing the camp. It costs about 1,560 quid for workers to buy yearly parking permits for the bays, currently blocked by caravans, and the camp is currently limiting access to a skate park used by local children on their summer holiday. Well, we've been to speak to them this morning. They speak French and very little English, but we've invited them on the programme in the hope an English speaker amongst them can tell their story. But I want to hear your thoughts on this today. What should be done about the travellers in our car park? Pick up the phone, come on and have your say. Here's the telephone number. It's 03459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll take your call in just a second, but first let's get the latest BBC News at nine o'clock. Here's Lee Agnew. A woman from Stevenage will become the first woman sentenced using new laws against revenge pornography today. Paige Mitchell has already admitted posting pictures of another woman on her Facebook account. Falami Prehe set up a website to help victims after the same thing happened to her. Yeah, I was in deep depression and it's, it's hard to speak out and speak to people about it. You know, it seems to be hard for people to go to the police and talk because, you know, 
you've been publicly shamed, literally. People in your community, your family, your, your brothers, your sisters, people seen these pictures. The family of a man from Buckinghamshire who was killed in the Shoreham air crash have thanked the public for their support. Richard Smith was on a cycle ride with his friend when the vintage jet crashed onto the A27. Catherine Boyle reports. 26-year-old Richard grew up in Buckinghamshire and attended Aylesbury Grammar School before his family moved to Hampshire in 2008. Richard set out from his home in Hove to meet his friend Dylan Archer for a bike ride into the South Downs, but tragically, they never arrived. In a statement, Richard's family have described him as lively, good-humoured and say his boundless enthusiasm was infectious. They say they appreciate the beautiful tributes to Richard and offers of help and support they've received from friends. From today, all babies are being offered a vaccine against meningitis B. Around 1,200 people a year are infected with the disease. Dr Sharmis Landani from Public Health England is confident the programme will work. We know that MEN-B is the single most important cause of meningitis in children. This vaccine will save a lot of lives and will save a lot of children from very severe long-term complications. The government says it's cracking down on companies which don't pay staff the minimum wage of £6.50 an hour. In April, the national living wage will come in. All workers over 25 must receive £7.20 an hour. Parents whose children attended Penn School in Buckinghamshire are still hopeful that it could reopen after the summer break. They were told